0: The stream is up and running. There we go. We are we are live on both now. All
1: right. Good afternoon, everybody. It's a little late, but uh, I'll get into that. Welcome to your favorite part of the weekend. At least I know it's mine. Gaming sessions and everything under the sun. I am David, of course, and over there on uh, in his secret command bunker. Is uh, Gerald,
0: aka Super No Day, aka No Day. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Hope you had a good day. Hope you're having a good week. Mm, yes, it would be nice. So, speaking of,
1: how was your week?
0: Hey, um, go ahead and uh, start us up. Well, and I was talking about this, and I was like, why am I talking about this now instead of on the podcast? Uh, Like I said, I've been (laughs) off all this week, and I have been completely lazy. Like, so lazy this entire week, which means I'm going to have to buckle down and really get some work done these coming couple days. And I didn't mean to be lazy, I just ended up. (laughs) <laughs> it's, an, it's an ongoing mm. problem. I'm battling it. <laughs> uh, so keep me in your prayers. Wish me the best of mm. luck. <laughs> um, Thoughts and prayers for Gerald. <laughs> but uh, I did get a lot of stuff done. Uh, I, I've i been uh, playing Dragon Ball FighterZ. Uh, it, it actually... Like I played for like four or five hours straight and my ability to play the game, I actually watched it in Peru. And I played yesterday uh, a couple of online matches and the first person I fought against beat me three times in a row. Three or four times in a row. Um, but it was uh. Like, they, they beat me, hands down. Like, I I got nothing to say about that. They beat me, hands down. Um, But it was also, that game really needs to fix the whole auto-correcting auto-combos. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. when you do auto-combos in Dragon Ball Fighters, you're just pressing one button and it'll do a combo. Well, when, you, when it auto-corrects, that means that it automatically turns the character in the proper direction towards the enemy character. Well, the problem with that is if you whiff an attack with some characters, you can just go into your auto-combo and it will automatically turn you back in the right direction to attack the other character, which gives you hu- a huge,
2: huge
0: advantage um, over some characters. Like, there are some characters that because of the way auto-combos auto-correct, it's almost impossible to punish them on whiffs that should be punishable like if you mash a button in the wrong direction and I get behind you you should be punished for it because you you made the wrong decision and that's what fighting games are is making the right decisions so you made the wrong decision you should get punished for it but instead you can auto combo instantly turn around because it instantly corrects you and then literally punish the other player for making the correct decision (laughs) <laughs> so it's rewarding a bad decision and punishing a correct decision which is never where you want to be in a game that's never how you want that um, right but played some dragon ball fighters and got got uh improving my skills getting better with the team that I chose to go with um I am starting just from playing it so much to really understand the timing um and what I mean by that is when like the timing on knockdowns and get ups there are ways that you can f- uh and I want to say frame trap and I don't know if it's exactly frame trapping but there are ways that you can time your attacks to where there is the only thing that th- uh the only thing that character can do is block and sometimes they can't even do that especially yeah. online because there's like two to three frames of delay there are times when you simply cannot block something like you getting up doesn't give you a frame one block so you just get hit and they just keep going Mm. um it can be a real pain in the butt and it's really pronounced online which is why I which is why I think a lot of the pro players go online is not the real game right Mm. Oh, like online play in Dragon Ball Fighters is not the real game. That is not how the game really works. Um, some of it is, but a lot of it is just the simple fact that the online is, is bad. It, it is really bad. Um, and it's never more pronounced how bad the online play is when you have an optimized combo that takes real skill and timing to pull off, and you can't do it because the delay is so bad it doesn't allow that combo to exist (laughs) like you either the combo cannot exist in online play or the timing is so different because in online play the frames like to fluctuate like I had a I played a match against somebody and I won three out of the four games we played and in the fourth game I uh yeah, in the fourth game, I lost two of my characters and the biggest part of that was that the frame rate, the lag, went from two frames all the way up to nine. So there was a nine yeah. frame delay on everything I did. Now, it, it, to to bring that into context for people who don't understand what frame delay and la- or lag even is, say you were picking up your keys, right? And right. Uh, I think I know where this is going Yeah and let's say (laughs) it takes you 5 seconds to reach down And pick up your keys Well if your lag Is like 2 or 3 frames Instead of 5 seconds it now takes you 8 seconds to reach down and pick up Your keys so let's say you're Reaching down and picking up your keys Normally takes 5 seconds and all of a sudden The lag shoots up to 9 frames Now it takes you a minute To a full minute To reach down and pick up your keys that's what that is and that's what it's like it is Mm. almost like a, a a time distortion right so you're moving much slower than you should be or you're moving faster than you should be because there are times when it fluctuates so it'll go from two frames to four frames and back to two frames or two three four four three two right But when it does that, it screws your timing all to crap because it makes your timing faster or slower just randomly. (laughs) And that will really really... And that either erases a combo from existing or it makes it so difficult to pull off, it might as well not exist. So... So online play really really favors button mashers so the third person i got i was playing against and 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 you know we're both uh we're both uh students of martial arts of the combat uh, of physical combat you and me right so right One of the biggest things about physical combat with another person is predicting what they're doing. That's why uh, when it comes to martial arts, you turn your body kind of sideways and you always look at the person's shoulders, like right in the middle of their chest, a little at their collarbone. You don't look them in the eyes Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Because by looking them Mm -hmm. in the chest... You can actually predict by the movement of their body if they're gonna throw a left or a right or if they're gonna kick you. You 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 get to the point where you start being able to predict their movements off small, uh, off their own small body movements, right? Well, it's called telegraphing. Well, well right, right. you get your telegraphing. Well, in online play, because the lag is constantly making you <laughs> jump back and forth in time. F- anyone who goes into the game it just flails everywhere it's just pressing buttons you can't predict anything they're doing it makes them the most infuriating uh uh play it makes them the most infuriating kind of opponent because they're not better than you but you can't pre- they're just flailing they're just punching in every direction so when you make a prediction as to i think they're going to do this They just will randomly do something else and you get punished for making a prediction that normally would be correct because a person who is skilled at the game won't put themselves in a bad situation, right? Um, And normally when someone is flailing because of the lag, they would never get away with flailing like that. It's the lag that gives them the space to be bad. And rewards <laughs> them for being bad. So it's, it's so when people like at first, and it wasn't until I got to this point in the game in my own skill level, people were like, "The online is bad. The online is bad." And I'm like, "I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. I seem to be getting used to it." But now that I'm getting to a point where my skill is improving to a point where it's where I'm not aii I'm not a I'm not a scrub anymore like I'm not like I I'm not going to act like I'm I'm not a pro. I'm not even a veteran, but instead of a beginner, I'm a novice now. And I'm right. I'm verging on I'm verging on being decent at the game. Like being, you know, that middle ground, right? Right before you get to veteran and pro. I I'm verging into veteran. So now that I'm verging into veteran, I'm starting to understand why the internet connection for Dragon Ball Fighters is is constantly being uh, told that it's terrible. I, I understand now why it's terrible, because it punishes a skilled player for making good decisions because of the way its <laughs> lag and stuff works, and it rewards bad players for just doing rant. I had a guy the the last guy I played would just throw out random level threes literally throw out random level threes from across the screen and he got he got me one time he got me one time with it Um, because he just randomly threw out the level three and I would have been able to block it if the frame rate hadn't jumped to four. Because you can't, it, and that's another thing about the lag, is you can't insta-block, right? Because blocking is mm. actually pretty fast. It, it's not really frame one, but it is fast enough that it, you can react. You can't react online. You you Nothing is really reactable online, right? So I could have reacted to his level three because I literally wasn't Doing anything I I wasn't Pressing a button or anything And he got me because I couldn't React block to his level Three (laughs) Mm. So I made the right decision But the lag punished me for making The right decision and punished Him for making the wrong decision Of just throwing out a level three for, For nothing And not really thinking well is it a good idea for me to throw out this level 3 no he just threw it out like he didn't know he was going to hit me he was hoping he would <laughs> um but yeah but i i still can't help playing the game i just enjoy playing the game but i understand now why uh why pro players call the online terrible. I understand now why they say that the online is, uh, uh, is cancer. And I also understand now why they go, that is not the real game. The real game is not online. You need to find someone you can play normal matches without the lag against, and the game is completely different. The game is honestly different when you don't have lag when when everything is reactable and stuff so but I, I, I've been having a lot of fun with that and I'm going to do some more of that today I'm going to take the time to sit down and put another like four hours into it because um, I still have two more characters on my team that I need to learn and I'm basically back to uh original Broly Majin Buu the kid version and Super Saiyan Goku I'm basically back to that team I kind of want to replace Super Saiyan Goku, but I've been playing this team and it, it synergizes fairly well. Um, and Super mm. Saiyan Goku is just so good for original Broly. It's, it, it, what am I supposed to replace him with except for someone else who has a beam? And I'm not playing Goku Black. <laughs> like yeah. Goku Black is for degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> Goku Black is for degenerates. And I'ma say it right now. If you play Goku Black, you're a degenerate. Swerve except, Scrubs. Swerve Accept <laughs> <laughs> that about yourself. Move on with your life. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Uh so um but I so I did that. Um this week I've been playing bunches of bunches and bunches and bunches of total war. Um uh, and playing a lot of the different factions it has only made it more clear to me that I really like Chaos is my favorite and they're just always mm-hmm. going to be. Um the dark elves and the lizardmen are fighting for second. We are uh, that's mm. our friend Crit. Um
2: yeah. welcome, Crit. Oh, I did not realize you were streaming because I had a uh, an audio issue earlier.
0: Ah, yes, we are streaming, and it's good that we could have you
2: on. I apologize for my late arrival to the the podcast.
0: Nah, the nah. Stream, whatever. Nah, nah, you're good, man. We all got scheduled you know, things to do.
1: Yep, yeah, Gerald's still telling us about his week.
2: Yeah. Uh, very well. Very well.
0: Uh, if you want, uh, we're about to start playing Smite. Uh, if you have it installed or can get it installed by the time we're done, uh, you might be able to hop in and join us on it.
2: Um, I'll pass. I'll
0: just be here in voice and sphere. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Dark Elves and Lizardmen are uh fighting for two, and that's more. Uh, just because I I I love the lizardmen as a faction in Warhammer, um, they're probably my favorite faction. I don't think I like a faction better than the lizardmen in all of Warhammer, and that includes Warhammer 40k. Um, and second would be the Space Wolves, if we include Warhammer 40k. The only reason they come in second, and in all, and objectively they come in third. Because uh, the Dark Elves yeah. just have a strong economy, they have strong armies, they have uh, explosive expansion ability, they have really good defensive ability. Like, the the Dark Elves are are the total package. And the reason that they would be objectively lower than Chaos for me is because they still have to maintain settlements. Like, mm. Chaos not having to maintain <clears throat> settlements and... I get everyone hates Chaos, and I get it's hard to get ar- more armies built up for Chaos, but Chaos not having to maintain settlements just makes them my favorite faction over the Dark Elves. Uh, and the Dark Elves over the Lizardmen, because the Lizardmen's economy is very slow. They're late-game late monsters, I believe that. But early game and mid-game, their economies really suffer to keep decent armies going. Um, but yeah, lots, uh, a, a lot of Total War, and I, I've, I've been enjoying it. I think I'm getting to a point where I might be getting a little burnt out on it <laughs> because I've been playing it so much, I've been kind of binging on it, and I might have made myself sick. <laughs> um, but, uh, Total War, uh, I, as I was telling you, I got back into Cold Breasts, um, and I was farming, 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 uh, buffing myself, getting skills and abilities. Went back to that mini boss that it beat it. me up. <laughs> um, and I did defeat it. Um, so, But I'm still in that area looking for the way to the actual boss so the boss can beat me into the ground. Um, I am getting to a point where my companions are starting to get overwhelmed by the bosses because in two or three of the fights uh, Yakimo who is the companion that I'm using with me right now because he's really good at at helping to stun lock enemies he uh, he got killed like three times before I did and then all the other times he got killed simply because i took so much damage he had to, he would uh he has a skill where he can use some of his health to give me health um and that's how he got killed because he was k- killing his own health bar just to keep me going um but uh and i learned some more about the story and so the the weird thing about the the code uh the code... Uh, for those who don't know the reference, we call it Code Breast because it's anime. Um, but it's it is. Code Vein. <clears throat> um, and the thing about the world that I found out from playing through and getting past that mini-boss is that apparently there was an apocalyptic event where these spike-like tentacles basically were tearing up the whole planet. To combat these things... They created of vampires. Course it's they look like just normal spikes, but apparently they were jutting up out of the ground. I don't know if they're tentacles or they're just these structures that tear up the earth itself. I I don't know. They I haven't gotten to that part where they really explain what was happening, but apparently an apocalyptic event happened where these things just started coming up out of the ground and tearing apart whole cities. So to combat them, and the, and that's the thing, in order to fight them, they created vampires, which are called revenants. But they created vampires to fight these things. So I have to think that these things can do more than just come up out of the earth and then go back down into the earth. Which is why I think they must be tentacle in nature. Um, but they created... Va- yeah. So they created the revenants to combat these things. And... That's who the queen is. She's not necessarily the first revenant because it doesn't, the way they talk about it, it doesn't sound like she's the first revenant. But it sounds like she was the most powerful revenant that had been created before her or since her. Because they talk about it the way that she was so powerful she got overwhelmed by her own power as a revenant and just went on a massive killing spree of everything like she lost herself to her bloodlust and just started eating everybody and so they created more revenants <clears throat> to fight her <laughs> so so when she went berserk and became a bigger problem than the apocalyptic planet city destroying spikes And they created more Revenants to fight her. And the reason that everyone wears gas masks is because of a Miasma that accelerates turning into a Lost, which is a Revenant who has been starved of blood so long, they just go berserk. They they lose themselves to their bloodlust, and so they morph and transform into monsters. Well, she apparently is the source of that Miasma. And that is why the Miasma even exists it's because it's some byproduct it's not that she's doing it on purpose it's just apparently by existing she was exuding this miasma and then they also talked about how any revenants that drank her blood would immediately lose themselves to bloodlust and transform in the monsters as well um and she like they show a flashback you go through someone's memories and they show her fighting one of the units made to stop her and she literally, if anyone knows what Fate is and who Gilgamesh is, she literally pulls a Gilgamesh and does the gate thing where and for those who don't know who Gilgamesh is he's a character from an anime called Fate and he is the king of heroes and he's an actual figure in mythology he's a um. Sum- Sumer- Sumerian he's a Sumerian myth I believe and yes, he it was uh,
1: Gilgamesh and Enkidu
0: yeah Gilgamesh and Enkidu but specifically Gilgamesh because Enkidu came later Um, but Gilgamesh was a half god and he basically ruled the world he was invincible so they made him a character in this show called Fate and one of the things that he is considered the king of heroes so, one of the abilities he has is he can create this huge portal and he can literally produce every legendary weapon in history. Like, every legendary sword, every legendary spear, every legendary uh... Uh... Let's see, sword, spears... He mostly does sword hammers? and spears. Uh, hammers. Every legendary weapon in 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 mythology he basically has access to except for very specific ones that are being used by other heroes um but mm. and he can he can pull them he can literally reach into the gate grab one he wants and fight with it or he can he can actually pull, pull them all out of the gate and shoot them like missiles and that's what she mm. did. To a group of these remnants She just created all of these like missiles In the air and just started Shooting them all down Like she's just ridiculously Powerful and how they stopped her I don't know (laughs) But I haven't gotten to the part where they explain How they even stopped her Um They probably flicked her beam Probably flicked her beam (laughs) (laughs) Um but I've gotten to that part of the story, and I, I gotta say, uh, regardless of what people think of the game, I'm actually finding it very, very interesting. So I'm I'm very uh, excited to get further into the game and find out more about the story. Um, mm. and the other thing I did is I've, uh, since Dragon Ball Z Kakarot came out on Friday. Um, and there were some early access guys who had it on Thursday. So I've been sitting down and watching them play it. And I've watched them play it from start to finish. And I remember when I was first seeing it, I was really excited about playing it. And I, it looks really good. Don't get me wrong, the game is very pretty. <laughs> um, but the problem is to me, it seems to lack substance and the 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 uh the guys playing it on Twitch and YouTube that I've been watching um even some of them have stated yeah there's there's like a lack of things one of them even stated it's like because at, first off the the this is supposed to be the game is supposed to span uh Dragon Ball Z from the Saiyan saga all the way to the Majin Buu saga um and they rush through the storyline. It feels like they're rushing through the storyline. And one of the uh Twitch one of the Twitch streamers I was watching even said it himself. He was like, "It feels like what they do is they gloss over the iconic moments and then they want to flesh out all these little side moments that don't even mean anything." There was a point in the story, that, so there's a point in Dragon Ball Z where Chi-Chi gets mad at Goku because they don't have a car, and he tells her, well, I don't even have a driver's license. I can't, you know, drive a car. Now, Chi-Chi is completely ignoring the fact that what use to Goku and any of the others have for a car, because they can fly. And then Goku Hmm. has the ability to literally teleport anywhere on the planet in a matter of seconds because instant transmission. So she's completely ignoring that. She's also completely ignored the fact that, you know, she could go out and get a driver's license. Cause she doesn't have one either. <laughs> so there's there so there's this point this part in Dragon Ball Z where she forces Goku and by proxy Piccolo, because he was there at the time, so he gets punished too, um, to go get a driver's license. And it's a whole episode. So not only do they have a cool concept to make something out of but they started. Goku and Piccolo are in the cars. For some reason, they power up like their auras and everything, and then they shoot off. And then we just go back to Chi Chi and them having their dragons, their uh, their driver's license. So they completely gloss over this, and that's not a big deal because it's not really an important part of the story. It doesn't promote the story at all. But it was, I felt, a lost opportunity for them to do a racetrack in this open world game they could have made it a timed race course and you could have raced against other characters besides piccolo like you beat piccolo's time you beat him on the race course you beat his time and then you have to race against trunks you have to race against vegeta you have to race against frieza you have to race against cell like you could race against all these other characters, and it would be this fun little thing because right now the only the, the one of the biggest issues I was having with the game and why I was losing excitement for it is because it didn 't feel like there was a lot to do. It felt like a xenoverse game that improved on some things, but other things it either didn't improve on at all or made worse and one of the things it did is it didn't give fun things to do. Like, really, the only things to do in the overworld are to fly around and find fights, um, or fish, or cook. And cooking is just to get you meals to eat to boost your stats and stuff for fighting. And then there's fishing, which isn't even engaging or in-depth in any way. Like, Goku sticks a fake tail... It looks like he sticks it up his butt. Like, he literally turns around and puts it in the spot where his tail should go, but he doesn't have his tail anymore, so it looks like he's shoving it up his butt. And then he turns around and fishes with his tail. And all you do is wait for the fish to come up to the tail, press a button, and you pull it out of the water. There, There's no, like, f- there's no mechanics behind it, really. Like, it's the most simplistic, bland fishing mechanic there is and you really only do it to get ingredients for food but you don't need the food the thing like the one of the guys i was watching went through the whole game and never really needed to do anything with the food if he did anything with the food at all i don't think i i think he tried the food maybe once or twice maybe but he did it so infrequently i don't even remember him ever actually doing it because he didn't need to so it made fishing a wasted mechanic um and it's not even it wasn't even fun like he said it everyone i watched who tried out the fishing was like yeah but it's not fun and it doesn't seem to be needed so why would i do it so wasted mechanic that you could have put those resources into making something else better um the combat and we were talking about this earlier because i was because i said i was watching the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and it made me go back to Dragon Ball Ball Heroes game. And the Dragon Ball Heroes game is kind of Mm -hmm. a card-building game. And I had previously uninstalled it because I didn't want to play it anymore because I thought it was terrible. And the reason I thought it was terrible is because it's combat. While it was a card-building game, and you had cards that gave you characters, and you had synergies, and you had abilities, and you had other things like that, and that's all great, but none of it mattered because the combat all centered around one mechanic, which was the CI gauge. And what the CI gauge is, is just a, a, a bar that fills from left to right. And you're trying to fill that bar more than the AI fills the bar. Well, the problem with that is because it's, it's, it's everything revolves around that. Now, and when I say everything in combat revolves around that, I mean everything revolves around the CI gauge. If you lose the CI gauge battle, you can't defend yourself. You can't do your super attacks you basically do no damage if you win the ci gauge you get to do your super attacks which do the most damage in the game and you get to do, and you get to actually do damage because the other, uh, the enemy characters can't defend themselves, so you do much more damage. And the difference is literally go, the the literal difference between damage is I have had my characters when I win a CI gauge do upwards of seventeen to twenty grand in damage in an attack. This is a game where your average health pool might be 30,000. Might be 30,000. And most of what I've seen is less than 25. And I, so I win the CI gauge battle, I can one-shot kill the enemy team. If I lose, I may do two, 3000 damage. Maybe. So, This is a game where the way you construct your characters and your deck have no bearing on whether you can win this fight. The CI gauge decides whether you win that fight. Well, the AI can always be perfect. And the only reason it's not perfect is because it says, okay, you as the player, I'm allowing you to win. And that is the most terrible kind of feeling to me. It is terrible to me. When the AI says You're still there? Here. Yeah, I'm still here Can you not hear me? Yeah. Did I get disconnected? I think you, <clears throat> you may have gotten disconnected <laughs> But uh, I already told David this So we'll let him get reconnected uh, And I'll continue But
1: Gerald, you're still there?
0: Uh, yes, we're still here We can hear you, but you can't hear us uh, Let's see We can. There we go. So hopefully he'll get that. But um, so to me, it is the most terrible feeling in the world when a game goes your decisions, your skill, and your ability to play this game well doesn't mean anything. The only time you win is when the game is when we decide you're allowed to win. That's terrible because god forbid the developers of Dragon Ball of Super Dragon Ball Heroes built a game where it promoted teaching you how to play the game and become better at the game because the Dragon Ball the Super Dragon Ball Heroes is an actual gotcha game it's an actual gotcha card game so it's like why wouldn't you build the game around the premise of teaching someone how to play the game and then how to become better at the game because really what you're teaching is the CI gauge is what really matters. Because if you can be perfect at the CI gauge, it doesn't matter what kind of team you put together, you can win every time. Unless the AI decides, well, you have to win by a certain turn or you just instantly die. And that's another thing about that kind of about the Dragon super Dragon Ball Heroes game, it's like the game gets to cheat too. So not only can it decide when it wins and loses, it's also giving cheat mechanics. And so that just seems so dumb and I can understand uh, the uh, I could also understand it from the point of well if you didn't do that then the player could just make busted unbeatable teams well yeah they could. And if they're able to find a synergy that allows them to do that, it's a single player game. You can go online and play against other people, but it's a single player game. Let them do that, let them have fun. But in order for them to put that together, they have to learn the game. They have to learn how to play it, right? And if you promote teaching them the game, they're having fun learning the game and then seeing what they theorize and put together actually work. And yeah, there'll be people who will go online and just copy the things so they can get through the game, but if they want to enjoy the game that way, they're allowed to. Most of us want to put our own stuff together and then go through the game. And if the player can put together busted decks, why don't the developers just make challenges where they've also put together busted decks? But it feels like, well, Mm -hmm. that that would mean that they would then have to learn the game themselves and, or you'd have to get people who who <laughs> or you'd have to find people who like the who actually play the game and like the game and love the game to then develop a game and that's what it feels like. Mm. And uh, I made this. Com- I-, I made this same comparison with Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It feels like it's a game that was made by people, by developers who were told to make a Dragon Ball game, instead of made by people like Arxis who obviously love the Dragon Ball franchise and were given the opportunity to make a game. It doesn't feel like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot was made by. Fans of Dragon Ball, like developers who love the franchise and wanted to make a game, it feels like it was made by a team who was told, "Hey, it's time to make a new Dragon Ball Z game," and mm. and it's and it's little things that point that out, like the thing that I mentioned earlier with the episode of Goku and Piccolo getting driver's license. There's a there's an iconic part. In the uh, There's an iconic part in Dragon Ball where Vegeta is fighting the androids, and he's fighting androids 19 and 20, and he, he oh stops 19 from killing Goku, and it's the first time you see Vegeta transform into a Super Saiyan. It is an iconic moment, and in the show... They they show like him slowly turning into it to give it to 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 give it the gravity that it deserves because it's v- Vegeta has become a Super Saiyan and for the longest time Super Saiyan was like this sacred thing that only one Saiyan could become but Vegeta managed it and in the in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot the game they just have him turn into it in like a second it's it's like it's like it wasn't even a big deal like the the twitch. Uh, streamer that I was watching when he got to that part he was like what that's it is like this is one of the most iconic uh, this is one of the most iconic moments in this part of the saga and they just turned it into a fart in the wind and that's mm. literally how it felt they just would gloss over really iconic moments like that there are times in the story where they don't explain things in their entirety they literally explain it in a way that could mislead someone just getting into the dragon ball franchise to think a different way than rather than it uh rather than understanding the the way this actually happened like it's there's missing information it's like telling a half truth it's like they only tell, they only give you half of the information. Like, when Raditz shows up, and you find out, uh, and he asks Goku uh, uh, about how he hadn't killed everybody on the planet, and in the anime and in the manga, Raditz goes, because uh, Goku's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Raditz immediately goes, hey Goku, have you ever hit your head when you were a baby? And Goku's like, yeah, I fell into a ravine and bashed my head open. I almost died. And he's like, damn, you forgot. Because apparently that was a thing that happens to Saiyan children sometimes when they send them off the planets. And it explained why Goku's uh, entire personality had changed. Because remember, Saiyans are kind of naturally assholes. And even when Goku was a baby before his accident, he was... Even his own uh, Gohan who raised him even said he was a wild child he was uncontrollable and then he fell into the ravine bashed his head open and and was just a happy innocent kid from then on right and it felt like they glossed over it and didn't bring any of that up because they didn't want to point out the fact that in order for Goku not to be as evil as Vegeta they literally had to cause him brain damage (laughs) like it's like they were glossing over and ignoring the brain damage he'd gone through so it's little things like that and and, and I can see people going but those are little things and it's like yeah but when it's always a little thing it adds up it adds up it's this little thing it's this little thing it's this little thing and when you let little thing when you go ah that's fine enough with little things like that they eventually build up into a big thing and they pull the whole thing down. Uh, or uh, in the game, the auras that every character has look really good. They did an ama- like somebody whoever did those auras really prides themselves on doing a good job because they did an. Ama- amazing job with the auras and the auras are a big thing in Dragon Ball they're an iconic thing people powering up to their full power and they have these massive auras and things like that and they made them look so amazing everyone has the exact same colored aura all the bosses and the villains have red auras and all the heroes have blue auras so like lightsabers yeah pretty much so the super. So when you when you're charging up your power in Super Saiyan, you have a blue aura for some reason. When you're charging up your power in K.O. Ken, you have a blue aura for some reason. There are plenty of characters throughout the show who have had different colored auras, like purple, uh, uh, purple, white, uh, black, uh, black, red purple black like all manner of different ones and a lot of them look really good because of their color schemes nope just red for the villains and blue for the heroes and the only difference is a powered up state that you go into where you're cut where you're actually wreathed in your aura there's one that's white there's one that's gold for the Super Saiyans and then that's it, it and, the, and the thing is it's just a co- it's just a color change why are they all the same it's just a color change. It it's it's the most minor thing that they could have done and they just said, Ah, fuck it good enough. Now I will give it uh I, I will give it uh praise where it is. They the the game finishes really strong. Like in the beginning in the middle when we're like, Why are they glossing over all these iconic moments? Why are they glossing over all these iconic moments but fleshing out all these moments that no one cares about? At the end of the game... uh, At the end of the game, they they basically fix that. They flesh out all the iconic moments. They really do them justice. They really do a good job. Like, the game finishes strong. Now, one of the things I was worried about, I was like, well, what are they going to do after the game? What's the end game? They have one secret boss. One. And I'm like that we found so far maybe there are more but I uh, honestly I doubt it Um, and I was like well what's our roster for characters that we get to use because you do get to have a party in the game so you can choose yourself and like two other characters to be in your group and you fight and you basically fight together just like in Xenoverse so it's like well what uh, what's the roster going to look like? Are we also going to get all the bosses and the enemies that we can also put in our parties if we want to? And as far as I can tell, the answer is no. Further information may come out where I'm proven wrong, but as far as I can tell, you only get the Z Fighters and Goku. Like, you get Goku, Piccolo, Gohan, uh, Tien, Yamcha, maybe Chaozu. I didn't see Chaozu. you get Krillin, Um, you don't even get eighteen. You don't get Videl. You don't get Mister Satan. You don't like there. There are so many characters that showed up in the in the game that they that you get to see and you don't get to play as them. Like, you don't get to play as 16 or 17. And the thing is, with 16, they used his Dragon Ball Fighters version, so he literally grabs Cell and pile-drives him out of the air, which is one of 16's grappler moves from out of the fighting game. But you don't get to use him in the game. <laughs> so, there's just... There are so many missed opportunities in this game. And people are like, "Is this a Is this worth sixty dollars?" And I, I look, and I after watching it from start to finish, it's not a sixty-dollar game. This feels like a game we should have gotten five or ten years ago, not in 2020. That's what this feels like to me. And there's actually a game called Dragon Ball Sagas that came out in the early 2000s on the PlayStation Two, and I shit you not, this looks like they took that game and updated it. And this we is a much you. and yeah, and this is a much <laughs> better game than that game. Don't get me wrong. Because Dragon Ball Sagas was probably the most terrible Dragon Ball game I've ever played or witnessed. But if you look <laughs> at that game and how they how the mechanics and everything are built around it, it's basically Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It's just that Dragon Ball Z Gakara is the new upgraded graphics. They did a little bit of work. And like in Dragon Ball Heroes, like I was talking about, how the, how the whole combat system centers around the CI gauge and how it is a huge design flaw to base something around one aspect that then you don't make enjoyable and engaging because the CI gauge is not enjoyable or engaging in any way. Well in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot it feels the same way. The combat which you're supposed to be doing for 90% of the game. It is the main thing you're going to be doing doesn't look interesting. It has no depth. It's like a one it's a one button mash with a button to uh dodge and a button to, and, and a button you press so that you can bring up your super attacks and link your super attacks into the uh normal attacks. And that's it. It, it, it. it has the depth of a shallow mud puddle. And this is what you're doing the majority of the game. Um, and I remember telling you David In Dragon Ball and Super Dragon Ball Heroes Because I reinstalled it and started playing it And actually having fun with it And I know how that sounds to anyone listening Well you're having fun with it so what's the problem Well the problem is the reason I'm having fun With Super Dragon Ball Heroes Is because I stopped caring about the CI gauge I stopped caring about whether <laughs> I won or lose So the thing that I'm doing 90% of the game In Dragon Ball Heroes I stopped caring that I was doing So that means I stopped caring about 90% of the game. That is a terrible design. You don't (laughs) want your players to just stop caring about 90% of the thing that they're supposed to be doing. I just stopped caring if I won or lose and just started enjoying pl- having my character, seeing my characters in animation and seeing them do things. I stopped caring that the CI games ex- even existed. Like, I try, to, I try to time it right so I can win it, but if I don't win, I just go, meh, whatever. Mm. Like, well, I guess I'll just do that. I-, I guess I'll just do that mission again, and maybe this time the game will let me win because I only win if the game lets me win. So it doesn't matter.
1: Now, not pictured (laughs) is Gerald with a uh, lobotomy scar and a stupid grin on his face. I'm having fun.
0: (laughs) And we haven't even been playing Smite. We need to be playing Smite, but I, I wouldn't have been able to concentrate. But let me get us into a game. Are you still in the party? Uh Yes Okay let me get us into a game We've just been sitting here I mean it's a podcast so we sit here and talk That's the point but let me get yes, us into yes. a game yes. For those who are on Twitch and like Why are these guys talking and just standing here Not doing anything <laughs> Um, But uh Yeah that's a terrible design Flaw if you are Going to make a game and This mechanic is going to be 90% Of what your player is going to be doing You mm-hmm. need to make sure it is as fun and engaging as you can make it. So to have right. this game, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and to have a bland, unimpressive, non-in-depth combat system, when that is 90% of the game, that is that that boggles my mind. I don't understand well, how you can build. It's a game
1: Dragon Ball. Ninety percent of it is fighting. The other ten percent is the, you know, five episode long, uh, power up the spirit bomb and all the all the feel good make you squirt tears out uh, callbacks to stuff that happened months ago and then blam spirit bomb.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, I would have rathered, instead of this spanning three seasons, the Saiyan Saga, the Namek Saga, the Android Saga, and the Majin Buu Saga, so four. Five if you count the Android and Cell Saga as two different ones, but I see them all as Cell. Uh, I see them all as mm-hmm. Android Saga. But uh, instead of doing that, I would have rathered them have done it in installments. The first Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game is just spanning the Saiyan and the Namek Saga with Frieza, right? And then give us Well, that a seems game. reasonable enough. Well, right. And then put the rest of all that processing power and resources into giving us an in-depth and enjoyable Colonna. fighting system. That's what I would have liked to have seen. But they did this big expansive game that they didn't really do anything with. And all you're doing is running into the same enemies over and over again with no real variation. There's like four, maybe five different enemy types and that's it in the world. And you're doing a lot of side fetch quests that don't really mean anything. You're doing a lot of side missions to flesh out things, to, to, flesh, out, uh, to flesh out character arcs that no one really cares about. So, the so one of the things that bothered me about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is that the open world seems so empty. And the thing is, it is. It is empty. There's almost nothing to do. Which was the problem with Xenoverse because all you really had to do after you were done with the main storyline was just run missions over and over and over again trying to get certain... uh certain special moves and stuff like the, the grind wasn't enjoyable and going mm. to the story mode in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot literally levels you almost to max because if max level is 100 it literally levels you all the way up to there I think the people I watched playing it without actually grinding for anything got up to like level 70 76 just under 80 so the story mode itself almost levels you to max level, which makes anything except for the hardest uh, enemies trivial, because it's an RPG style. So if you're a certain amount of levels over something, they do no damage or they do like one damage. So ev- and and you will one shot almost anything ten levels under you. So it 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 feels like Dragon Ball good idea, missed opportunity. It feels like Dragon Ball Z, the good idea, missed opportunity. And I right. personally don't feel it's a $60 game. I feel like that's a $40 game, or get it when it goes on sale. It doesn't feel like a $60 game to me. There's just there's just too much that... Okay, let me go and get my butt kicked real quick. Um, There's just too much... There's too many missed opportunities. There's just too much that they did that they could have done better, but it feels like they just were like eh whatever good enough. That's what it feels like. It, it feels like a lot of good enough. Get it out. We need a uh We need a good uh we away! we away! <laughs> yep. <laughs> that actually went way better than I expected it to.
1: Mm, I just died, though. So I think that lost us my tickets.
0: Bologna <laughs> might be OP. Yep, time to nerf Bologna. Time to nerf Bologna. <laughs> but uh, time to that nerf was Bologna. basically my week. That, that was basically my week. Um, uh, not a bad week. Why are you chasing?
1: Death to the minions. Death to the minions.
0: Ah! Oh, we're playing against AI, aren't we? Um, are we? I don't know. That's a good I question. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know, in all honesty. Uh, alright, so, shield, uh... Berserker shield. Uh, do we Senior Awesome is on a killing spree! Of Lots of shields for her. Are there any attack items at
3: all? Because
0: I have a... Well, I mean... A round shield. She's probably... Ooh. Uh, physical power... Oh! Her shields give her physical power and protection. Uh, Cooldown reduction, physical protection, physical power, physical protection. While wow, 70% to gain 35 Ready. physical power while under 75% Shut health. Down. Enemy gods with 55 units have their physical protection reduced by 20. Hmm. Um. Okay, we'll go up. We'll. we'll... Can I... Oh, I don't have enough gold. Okay, well... I well, think it's buying the items for me. Because I didn't buy items, but I have two items. Could be. So,
1: I'll go ahead and uh, talk about my week, because I've got stuff to talk about. I'm I'm not happy. Go for it. <sighs> so, uh, Critters, you're just going to have to wait. Um,
2: <laughs> shall I do... Oh, no, whatever shall I do. So... I have to
1: wait... Yeah, and if you can turn your volume up a little bit, go ahead and do that, because I can barely hear you. But, uh, so yeah, uh, my wife is back in the hospital again. Uh, this time, though, we've got her in a good hospital, and they don't want to discharge her until we finally know what the fuck is going on. So I'm happy about that. I'm not happy that she still can't eat solid food. Don't run. There we go. Yeah, die, bitch she still can't eat solid food cause like she had uh pancakes oh, and sausage for breakfast and she puked it up and they think w- without going into too many medical details. Cause I, I did go to school to be a paramedic and, uh, that didn't, uh, long story short, I, I'm not a paramedic. So
3: yeah,
1: Oh, well, I'm tar- targeted by a tower. So, uh, there's uh, issues in the lower stomach intestinal area where it doesn't seem to be moving oh, so to speak. My
2: first death. Oh you' first
1: huh. yeah <laughs> lucky, lucky you I think this that was my third. Um, but I yeah so Malone's like OP. she's she's having like issues with her intestines not moving. And uh, they—they're definitely wanting to try to get her to eat solid, excuse me, solid food. So I guess we'll find out uh, how that's gonna work at some point. You know, I'm just glad she's actually got doctors that seem to give a damn, and uh, I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, it's buying items for me.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's only gold. It's not like you can take it with you when you die.
0: Truth.
2: Sorry for the interruption. Continue.
1: That's fine. It's fine. So, uh, you know, I went up to visit her, and she she keeps telling me I look exhausted, which actually didn't actually... Like, feeling exhausted didn't actually hit me until Friday. And I do I do feel exhausted. I'm, I'm thinking it's just you know, the stress of the last year and a half finally catching up to me. Which, I guess it's about time it did, and even Gerald was like, man, we don't have to do this. And I was like, fucking PT Barnum, the show must go on, motherfuckers. We're gonna do this podcast. Yes! And uh, so there's that. And uh, the other thing I'm not happy about is uh, I had said last week that I had ordered the epic card game from White Wizard because I had gotten Star Realms and Hero Realms already, and I still haven't gotten it yet. So I'm, I'm a little peeved about that. That they, they just seem to be dragging feet getting me the damn game, but I did do a little looking into it, and... Uh, I had sent some pictures to Gerald of the text about it last night. So it's essentially like when we had talked about the whole uh, drafting deck building thing and he was, and Gerald was like, well, you know, I, I, you know, I get this good card, but then, you know, I don't have anything to synergize with it or this or that. And come to find out uh, most of the cards in Epic either cost zero or one
0: to put into play. I am skipping all over the place. I might have to lower my settings.
1: <laughs> ah, F you. So yeah, I'm I'm still waiting on that. I ordered two of the booster packs. I ordered the physical copy of Gambit for Star Realms. All this was on Friday, so hopefully they get that shit out to me when they're supposed to get it out. Hopeful. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to uh, probably give them a bad rating or something, or I followed one of the, the co-owners of the company on Twitter. I might have to uh, give him a, a bitching session about why I haven't gotten my shit yet. And Adventures in Print and Play Gaming, I did a remake of my... Pocket Landship it's a nine card solo game where you're in a essentially a World War 1 style tank I did a and I printed all that like it's two sided printed on single card stock I did a print a reprint of Timeline from Cheap Ass Games it was a it's a free one and I had a, printed it out previously but I was doing it two sided or no, I'd actually uh, I didn't print it out on uh, cardstock. I accidentally printed it on regular paper, so I had to. I was in the process of gluing it all onto cardstock, so I just was like, "Fuck it, I'll just print it all on single level on single page cardstock." So I did that and printed out also from Ass Games a game called Fight City, which I had to. Uh, had actually individually print out, like I print out the first deck. Then I take them out, flip them over, put them in the one tray, and then print the backs on it. And, uh, yeah, so. Oh, look at you on a rampage, Gerald. Aha. Dang.
0: It's all that legal of Legends So I training. got,
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I printed out. Pocket Landship, Timeline, and Fight City. And that's my adventures. And and then yesterday, I I printed out something yesterday, too. Uh, What was it? Some tokens and uh, some other cards. And, you know, still, I'm the stressor of the group, I guess, Uh, still still stressing about everything. I've received a commendation for excellent teamwork. Well, thank you whoever sent that.
3: <laughs>
1: All I did was a lot of dying but okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been an okay week. I've been stressed. the stress is finally starting to wear me down to where I probably need to get more sleep. Not that I get any sleep, but it's whatever.
2: So, how about you, Kritish? How was your week? Uh, how was my week? Um, well, not an awful lot happening. Um, as anyone who knows from the last podcast I was on here with, uh, I have been dragging Gerald kicking and screaming, <laughs> not, into, uh, 40, uh 40K. Total uh, War. Total War. And, uh you know that's kind of been what i've been doing i'm actually currently doing that um and oh multitasking multitasking bad um eh, take uh, your time but yeah, yeah so it is. i've been doing that and uh um yeah, that's about it. Uh, my wife started school again, uh, new semester, etc., um, mm. and all that. So that's that's kind of been uh, causing some extra stressors. Um, and then oh, her she had her friend's birthday happen here recently, which is we sadly were not able to uh attend um like she really wanted to go and i wanted to be supportive and whatnot but we got about uh 30 minutes 45 minutes into a two-hour drive and she's like i have to be realistic this is this is not going to work out the way i want it to and she well, I was just telling them how okay. Okay. Never mind. Mm. Gonna skip past that right quick. And uh pretend li- just pretend like that never happened, ladies and gentlemen. Uh mm-hmm. uh. I didn't I didn't do that. Um uh, You didn't do what? Nothing, exactly. Um But yeah. Sorry, so... I wasn't
1: even paying attention. What's going on?
2: Nothing. Literally nothing. Be careful. Um and I I I keep coming up with cool ideas to uh, to do in Warhammer. Like uh there's this uh, faction called uh the Borrow Legions that have the commanded by a necromancer, right? And this uh, necromancer who I'm currently in the middle of a battle with and trying to keep my stuff alive with. But, oh, you guys get out of there, get out of there, get out of there. Oh. uh, That's on cooldown.
1: While he's doing that, that reminds me of something I saw on Facebook. It was like the it was kind of the lord of the rings thing where it's like the dude's like this guy killed my brother we need to go fuck him up and the dwarf is like well you have my axe the elf's like you have my bow Necromancer's like you have your brother
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh give me a moment i'm gonna restart smite real quick okay because uh, i'm tinkering around with the uh video settings
1: Dang it, Gerald, you had one job.
0: I, I did have one job. And I I was doing that job fairly well. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm now I'm trying to think outside the box. Oh. That can oh be God. messy and time consuming. Famous last words.
1: I was just trying to think outside the box office.
0: <laughs> but uh continue. Sorry for the interruption, Crit.
2: Uh no, that was that was mostly it. It was uh I'm I'm playing a new faction or trying a new faction at least, and uh, I'm not doing great at the moment. <laughs> Are hmm. you still? Are you trying Bretonia? Oh no, I've I've played Bretonnia. Like I'm I'm pretty decent with Bretonnia. Um, I'm trying the Borrow faction, and the, what brought this on was I was watching a live stream of uh, Legend of Total War. Uh, and he's he, he's playing as um, Vampire counts, and
0: what the hell oh so Dude. you're playing as Heimlich
2: yeah Heim, Heimlich Heim not Heimlich that's who did the another thing uh, that's what you do for people with choking yes it's Heimlich Kimmler
0: <laughs> that's a person's name too Heimlich
2: I've heard I'm, that before. Yes, yes, it is, in fact, a, a person's name. And not anyone we care about in this particular instance, but it is somebody's name. Um, huh. But Heinrich... Wait,
1: did you say Heinrich
2: Himmler? Kimmler. Kindler, Kim. Kim. K-E-M-M-L-E-R. Okay, yeah. Heinrich Kimmler. Hold on. H-E-I in R I C H and then space K-E-M-M-L-E-R. Okay, he is a necromancer in this game. Hmm. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, uh he this is how uh I came up with the idea of having a doom stack, right? That does things. Let's see where is are you okay? Bless you. I don't know <laughs> what exactly happened there, but something happened. That was a sneeze? It was the most violent sneeze ever. Hmm. Uh, sorry, my wife has the most adorable and violent sneezes on the planet Earth. And she hates it.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: But yes, so I've I've uh, been—I came up with this idea, and then I watched some videos, and realized that there's a much more fun way to play this, and that is to uh, um, just have free armies, because in the uh, Vampire Counts tree, you can buy a thing that makes your armies literally free, and not—not figuratively, not. Any of the improper usages of the word. No, literally free. and uh, Okay, invite
1: accepted. Mm -hmm.
2: And so, well, if you use one of their trash units, which is fine because then your trash units can become not trash units and you can just use a million armies of them right? Mm. If, if if all of your trash armies are, or if you've got a, a million trash armies that cost almost nothing, then you can have a million trash armies and you just swarm all over the place with skeletal spearmen, skeletal swordsmen, etc. And who cares about anything
0: else? Hmm. Um Eventually, you will be drowned in the masses, yeah, pretty much mm.
2: and that's kind of where i'm where I'm going with this because I found out you can do that right and um i'm I'm trying to do that now um see what else have i been doing um i downloaded um space uh deathwing space hulk which for those of you that don't know it's a warhammer 40k game where you are uh, a dark angel terminator squad charged with clearing a space hulk that's a spaceship or a cluster of spaceships that have been abandoned um in space or that have been destroyed and been re-inhabited by things. In this case, it's uh, Tyranids. Bad things. Yes. Uh, I'll let G explain Tyranids because he likes them. Um, but if you just think of the insects from uh, Starship Troopers the from Clindathu or whatever, that's pretty mm-hmm. close.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I've heard that <clears> And that's is... not
1: even what the bugs were in the book. That was more of that creative licensing bullshit, but anyway, sorry, go ahead. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, no, from what what I've heard, I've not read all of the books, I've read a little bit of them, but from what I've heard, the... There's uh, only one, there's only one Starship Troopers book. I thought there was more. I I don't, I don't think I ever finished it then, but it, the, the, the bugs were actually kind of a small part of the whole thing. I mean, yeah, they were the bad guys, but it was just whatever, and it focused on the, the, the people more than anything else.
1: Hmm. Um, well, no, it was, there weren't insects. They, they, well, the bugs were humanoid alien, not like what they have pictured in, uh, in the movie. So if if I'm hearing, if what I'm hearing is correct that they're going to make another Starship Troopers movie... I hope everyone involved in directing, writing, production has read the book, because they not. need to.
2: Probably yeah, not. well, we can hope. But, but, uh... <laughs> well, like we, we we know better, we really do. Because um, mm. <laughs> it's that's never how that works. Um, mm. But uh, but yeah, so. We've been doing that, and uh, I've I've heard that this game is really good if you have um, people to play with, right? Not so good if uh-huh. you... Uh, Meow. Not so good if you... you um... Mm-hmm. Yep, I can words.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I'm so failing at this. <laughs> it's okay. A, it's okay. Like Gerald said, take your time. Yeah, it's failing the, at the, words the, happens. The the, the single yes. player is, leaves much to be desired, simply because it's um. What's what am I trying to say here? It's um. The AI for your teammates
0: is just retarded, right? You're retarded. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, useless. I is the word I think you're looking for useless? Less leaky than.
1: derp sack. Leaky derp sack is even better.
0: Right. It's it's less than useless.
2: <laughs> it's actually harmful at times. Um, also, one of the funniest things that I've heard from heard about it is that the single greatest enemy of the Tyranids. Mind you, these are things that can smack and throw Terminators that weigh literal tons because of, you know, superhuman physiology and piles of ceramite on piles of ceramite on huge actuated motors uh, and ungodly armament. These things can smack these out of the way, but they can't open a freaking door. So, it's very important mm. that you spend the time to close the door instead of just power fisting your way through it so that you can close it when you need to run away from the hive tyrant that's smashing through halls mm. because they can't get through the door that you
0: can power fist open.
2: Mm. No one said this game made sense.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, when you said, uh, Space Hulk Deathwing, I've been looking at it as well. I was gonna ask you, uh, what you, uh, if it was any good or not, but continue. You are, you are answering the question by explaining the things you were doing. <laughs> it is, it, it is a riot of game,
2: but you need to understand that it doesn't necessarily make sense, uh, it is, is the short version.
0: Um, well, you jumped in the middle of a team <laughs> Like, cool. I can do it that was, because uh... I was Bologna and Bologna is
2: busted. B- Bologna, Bologna and Bologna
1: Well, I'm playing as Bastet, so pounce is the skill I was using, I tried and I pounced away, but fucker, like
0: followed me back yeah. Oh, we are we are playing against other people so this is PvP. Uh but it didn't seem to be that big of a deal, so uh we'll put it on. Yeah, well you, know, one. well, you
1: know. Well, you know, it's it's like we said, uh, you know, we 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 took the lobotomy, we're just playing to have fun.
3: Pretty much.
1: Um like this is fun.
3: <laughs>
0: it is fun not caring about 90% of the game. But continue, current, sorry. <laughs> so
2: there, there's a, I forget who, who I watched, was playing. Uh, there's a commentary that basically said, get the heavy, the flamer, the heavy flamer, and then you use Giggity. it everywhere. And then you can't see, but everyone dies. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> huh. um, okay, and that's kind of how you're supposed to play the game. And if it isn't, I don't care. Um, it, like, that huh. seems like the most fun way to play the game, in my eyes. Uh, Come here, motherfucker. You two blob up with all of your friends, uh, a, uh, a death blob of all of my skeletons. so, uh, uh, by, by way of explanation, uh, a blob is when Stick your all your troops right on top of one another, and then you move them as one big cluster. Hmm. And what this accomplishes is it evenly distributes all of the damage, or very nearly uh, does so. And it also means that I can stick my nectarins. Strong, right yeah. smack dab in the middle of everything Double and they will get uh, like enemy. Enemy is fired down Yeah, yeah. five is just not enough Okay, I think I get it uh, At
1: least for Bastet's character, she's a hit and run type
2: But yeah, so that's. That is that. <laughs> uh,
0: nah.
3: Get out of this!
0: What was the other thing oh, Death, oh, death, oh, death oh, the the call.
1: It's death on wings? No. It's flying death? Something,
2: something?
0: Yeah, I need to go back for items falling behind in the power curve. Five, mm. Six. Mm, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have no idea how many kills I have.
2: So tell me a little bit about Smite, because I've kind of looked at it every once in a while, but. You know,
1: Okay, before, before we do that, um, there was, uh, one other thing I had forgotten to bring up for my week. Uh, it's, okay, can I beat this dude's dead body? I can! Nice. Um, so, yeah, so, if it hasn't been brought up, we've probably mentioned it in passing, but, uh, both Gerald and I are aspiring writers, And I had run across this thing called the Snowflake Method before, but it was actually now, it's a program you can use to write your story from just a, you know, your elevator pitch sentence to the whole story with the plot, the characters and all that other good stuff. Well, the program, uh, the the author was like, all right, I'm just going to give it away if you've bought a copy of the book and you don't have to tell me that you did and I was like okay well I went and downloaded it on Thursday then the next day I bought the the Kindle edition of the book so
2: my wife just drove stripper glitter on me
0: no the diseases what about the diseases? That's, that's like
1: the herpes of the craft world and why the hell does she have stripper
2: glitter it, it, it's not literal stripper glitter. It's pick up the match. No, it's uh, <laughs> oh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, it, it's, it came in her daughter, our or, or seven, eight-year-old daughter's um, what we call it? Uh, some kind of thing for them that I can't remember the name of. Putty creator. Slime creator. Okay. Al, would
1: you stop throwing obelisks on me, you fuckers?
0: (laughs) Please. This this SegVet dude is trying so hard. And he keeps nearly getting murdered by me. (laughs) Like, he either gets murdered or nearly gets murdered.
1: Mm. But, uh... So, yeah, that was... That and, uh... So and and then the other thing was playing the digital Star Realms, where Gerald was talking about how the AI will decide to let you win. Well, the one campaign mission I'm playing, the AI ain't gonna let me win. And and it, if we can bring this up the uh, the artificial difficulty. So like I. When I was I played this campaign mission probably five times. And then I started noticing that the AI character was, you know, using his trade to buy certain types of cards, like a certain faction of cards that lets you draw more cards, evidently, yeah. for every card you put out. So I started buying those up the next time around. And when I started doing that, I actually got the enemy down to I want to say like between twenty and thirty health, but then somehow they were able to just draw cards upon cards upon cards again and fuck me over. So more strategizing, I guess I need for that. But uh, to answer to answer Critish's question, uh, Smite is a MOBA where you play as gods so right now i'm playing the jiggolicious Bastet, who also kind of i guess uh, if i would claim such a thing fulfills my furry fantasy because she has a tail and ears and she's the egyptian goddess of cats
2: actually and there's... she has
1: she has very jiggly titties
2: i, I like actually have titties. a uh, that is the important part <laughs> i actually have a chart for um whether or not something is furry or not. Uh, oh, you do. You must uh, share that to the Discord. I, I will. I will. I'm not going to be able to do it right now because I'm in the middle of a battle, but I will. So you'll, you yes. all have to trust me. Also. We must. We must see the furry chart. Um, but basically, <laughs> it's how furry is this? Is the thing, right? And there's you know varying levels. And... Well,
1: I, I think, you know, for anyone who's, I'm, I'm going to use the, I'm going to say anyone who's an otaku.
0: Geez, might be kind of broken.
1: <laughs> well, it seems like any character you're using is kind of broken,
0: Gerald, so just saying. Well, everyone keeps uh. running into the DPS's face. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't run into the... Don't run into the kiter. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> hmm. Right. But, like, I, I
1: think... I think the base level for a furry is cat girls. Or cat guys, I guess, depending on... You know. Oh, And we're just letting people run into the friggin' portal. That's wonderful.
0: I'm trying not okay. to, but I'm trying to yeah. deal with the people trying to kill me.
3: Oh, dude, yeah, we're but, winning so by like, such
0: a huge margin. It's not that big a deal yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Okay, just saying.
2: Sorry, I tried to get pictures of my wife being
0: adorable, but she's having I think we won. It. Yeah, we won that. We won that real hard. Yeah. Giggity. <laughs>
1: but yeah so like anyone who watches anime they've seen cat girls and I I guess that's like the gateway for furry
2: gateway for
1: freedom yes is the cat girls from anime or cat guys I guess depending on whichever way you swing or or cat thems you know don't want to be non-inclusive or whatever whatever
2: it's whatever Um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, so there's, there's that chart, but, uh, what baby use your words? (laughs) Uh, abilities. Sorry, my wife is being, my, my wife is being adorable, but she's not speaking, so I don't know what she wants.
1: So that's when you grab her by the pussy and say, what do you want?
0: You, <laughs> you should not take the Trump method of dealing with women in any situation. <laughs> yeah, that's genuine. well. I mean, I'm
1: pretty sure it was like Chapter One in Art of the Deal is just grab her by the pussy and say, "What do you
0: want?" See, people get really mad that uh, Donald Trump is like, "Oh, you just grab him by the pussy," and they're like, "How could he say that about women?" And it's like this is coming from a guy who lives in a cir- a circle of wealthy people where he can do that and not suffer any negative consequences, not because it's not a bad thing and not because no one says anything about it, but because the women he does it to allow him to do it There's because that. that's the status right. and circle of wealth he exists in. So he, from his experience, that's exactly how you deal with women. And this isn't me defending him. This is me explaining the madness. That's exactly how he deals with women because that's always worked for him. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: you know, and and to and to be devil's advocate since I'm the chaotic neutral and I don't give a shit. The opposite end of that is Cletus in the trailer park. Well, his way of dealing with it is oh to just punch her in the face. Oh
2: god. Oh god. Oh, but yeah, can I help you? Oh God! Oh, hi, baby. <laughs> okay, can you move your head to that? Side, and I'm please? and
1: I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing for Critish, their method is to grab him by something, and he's just like, "Oh God, oh God, can I help you?" But uh, yeah. So that's neither here nor there. So, okay. Let us.
2: Oh God! Hi, baby. Damn it! Did I just unplug again? No. No. Okay. No. Nope, we can hear you. Uh,
1: so let us. I think this has been one of the longest intros for our podcast, <laughs> but that's okay. Let us go ahead and talk about Monster Hunter World. Jared has a uh, has a a hard on, I guess, for spoiling stuff for people.
0: Well, I don't. I want to have something for anybody. I have
1: some complaints. Okay.
0: Ooh. Well, what... Let's start with your complaints, and then I can address your complaints and talk about the story at the same time. And just a head, and I will say, like, I will give a heads up to anyone listening or watching. Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Well, spoiler alert when I get to spoilers. When I start talking about the storyline, I will say spoiler alert, so you can skip it if you don't want to be spoiled. Because a lot of the spoilers for Iceborne, and it's only been out for maybe, what, two, three, four months. So, but go ahead.
1: Well, and and I I, I don't know, what's what's the internet law on spoiling? I know for like a TV show, it's a week. For a movie, it's what, like a month or something like that?
0: I don't know what the internet law is. I tend to try to give it a month before I go, well, you've had plenty of time to go do this thing. And if you haven't gone do this thing, it's on you if you get spoiled at that point. Um, Right. I personally well, – and I'm, maybe that works for me because I personally don't care about spoilers because I feel there's a right. distinct difference between someone telling you what something is and you experiencing what something is. Um, yeah,
1: and and like for me, you know, I don't care if you spoil something because that's you telling me. That's like, well, you know, hey, uh, you know, Tony Stark had the second Infinity Gauntlet and in Snap, and that you know—that's you telling me that, but me seeing the emotion and and everything in the movie is yeah. totally different. Like I know it's going to happen, but it still kicks your balls and the kicks your feels in the balls, and it's like, oh, how yes. all my seeing feels it
0: happen is a completely well, different Lona. thing.
1: Hey, do oh. they have Horace?
0: Yes. Oh, it I'll play a free right now. I'm gonna play as nemesis. Okay.
1: Fuck yeah. Revenge, um, motherfucker, revenge.
0: But uh I don't. She's know not too bad looking either. Bellona is supposed to be. Oh, not Hunter. She's
1: a Roman. She's a Roman goddess, I think. Because no, no, no. I know. Like her
0: mythology. When... Oh, actually, if Smite's good for anything, even if you don't like the game itself go on YouTube and look for the Smite uh, uh, God reveals they are really good about delving into the lore Mm. of each character like the actual myths they're really good about it it's all I'll sit down sometimes and just watch their hero watch their character their champion reveals because it tells you all about the myth behind those characters and they do a really good good job of it
1: Okay, seeing this card of Nemesis on our load screen now, I'm definitely, uh, definitely waifu.
0: <laughs> I assume all the women are going to be waifu material.
1: M- Medusa is scaly. Well, I mean, you know, as long as she doesn't turn me to, st- well, she could turn that part to stone, I guess. But you know,
0: <laughs> why do you need uh, another but... when Medusa is around? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: But looking at Poseidon, he kind of looks like one of the big brothers from, um... Oh, God, what was that game? And especially since his trident has a drill on it from, uh...
0: Oh, that's a skin. That's an alternate skin. Yeah.
1: Well, that skin makes him look like a big brother from that one game, and I can't think of the fucking name of it.
0: Gotcha. Or are you thinking of, uh... I think I know what you're talking about, um... Uh, sh- something shock, Bioshock, Bioshock, Bioshock? Bioshock. yeah,
1: Bioshock. yeah. He looks like one of the Big Brothers. Yeah. I, a battle approaching but yes, yeah, so uh, so have- Monster Hunter World. So yes, my gripes. So I was taking. So this week I took a break from Destiny because, eh, you know, sometimes I just have to take a break, and my friend Jack would. Say I'm I'm stupid for that, but I have to sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I was playing Monster Hunter you World all week.
0: From doing this over here, every every team probably. goes and does that. Well, yeah, probably. I think that's a... my own is probably. Well, we probably shouldn't fight them. So many <laughs> yes.
1: revenge, motherfuckers, revenge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so playing Monster Hunter World, uh, you know, I chat with, with Gerald about it, and... Uh... Oh, I'm down. This no. team, it well, seems this team the... may oh. know what they're doing. Shit, we got, we got Medusa. Well, I thought these were bots.
0: Are no, these not these bots? Are people. Oh, I forgot to switch over to bots, my bad. An enemy
1: has been but yeah, so I'm, I'm playing Monster Hunter World, and... Uh, like, one of the things Gerald tells me is empty your cup of Dauntless, because this is not Dauntless. No. And I'm like, okay. An ally has been slain. Oh, fucking got me again. <laughs> Some bitch. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing these... <laughs> doing these things, so I have to kill a uh, an Odegron, which... Uh, do we remember which of the dauntless ones? It was the the fire breathing one with the horns, the fast runner,
0: uh, motherfucker. Uh, got me. In good. Um, let's see. Uh, fire one with the horns.
1: Or no, no, it, it didn't have horns. I'm thinking of the other one, the the wood one. Uh, but the fire one with the horns that like dashes all over the fucking place like it's...
0: Oh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. The behemoth and the fire behemoth and yeah, dauntless. I forget the name of it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but that that's what odegron reminded me of, because that, that fucker was dashing all over the place, and then you were like, yeah, he's gonna start doing acrobatic shit, and then I was like, holy shit, this motherfucker just yoded up the wall and then yeeted on me. And yeah, so, ended up having, so I was... Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. hold on. A you cannot be using the word yeet uh, correctly, because you throw something, you yeet it. So... Well, he yeeted if... himself off the wall. Okay, because what it sounded like <laughs> was you got yeet and skeet backwards. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and if he did, that, well, that's I would an X-rated game. I would
1: I would definitely hope that Oda did not speed on me from the wall. I would hey. definitely be pissed. <laughs> well, you can definitely see why, why I cheated
2: myself to
1: make sure that I had it right. Yes, cuz this is not a crunk style uh club rap song. I
2: but I am just letting you know. What I heard. Everyone... Problem for the right, right. I, I got gotcha. I, wow, you. I hear
0: you.
1: To the tree line. That to the cliff. <laughs>
0: always makes me think of Dave Chappelle every time it comes up. And it's like, They didn't know what they were saying. Like, skeet, skeet, skeet. And then they found out what it meant. They were like, oh my God, what have we done? Well, you
1: know, you know they, you know they played "Whip It" by Devo, so I was whipping it, and then they played the electric slide, so I was electric sliding. But when they started playing "Get Low" and I was skeet skeeting, that's when they had a problem.
2: <laughs> All right, now I need to come
3: over.
1: But yeah, so I ended up having to uh, use an SOS flare. Finally got that dude. I was kind of mad because, you know. I kinda like to be able to do shit on my own. And if I can't, you know, that's fine, I'll call for help and whatever.
2: Okay, so I am sharing that
0: uh... Oh yes, are we you... must, see. Are, are we must see the furry thing. Ter- I've gotta do something about my graphics. <laughs> this is just terrible.
1: Why are you worrying about graphics when you should be worrying about killing shit?
0: That's the problem, though. I'm like really hard lagging, I guess, because I'm thinking it's because graphics, but I'm like really hard lagging.
1: Come on, get him! No! No,
0: he must Don't not escape! Too fast. Damn it! They're all so he fast! He escaped.
1: He's lucky. But yeah, so I got Odegaron, then the fruit. Then I talked to the first Wyvern, who oh, said oh, I have oh, to well. kill a Rathalos and a horn something. So started that that mission. First time, I think it took me half the time trying Ah. to find the goddamn thing.
2: No bites. No bites. And uh, what
1: the what the problem was is I was playing offline, so I couldn't. It's like when you were telling me, "Well, send up a flare," and I was like, "It won't let me. I don't know why." So I was finally able to get it get it online and send up the flare and uh of course this was oh god it was i probably did that mission oh what the fuck Mm -hmm. that fucking satellite weapon from uh die another day just killed my ass that or it was raw
2: probably raw given that's the game you're playing yeah, well.
1: Quit oh. running away, you stupid son of a bitch.
2: You there
1: you go. Yeah, fuck your face. So. When I finally was able to fire the SOS flare for no, no, Rathion.
2: Oh, no, Sorry. I'll mute. <sighs> <laughs>
3: ah, yep. shit help
1: you're beyond help I'm sorry I, we can't help you oh. but uh so yeah
0: <laughs> there is no
1: there is no app for that I'm afraid but yeah so I was using the uh the sword and shield that becomes an axe and that's what i was using and when i finally got an sos flare that i didn't get knocked out on my last try there was four three other people and uh, they ended up catching the thing so that got me my first uh, catch a catch a monster so that was that was kind of cool, and damn, I think we are decimating the crap out of them.
0: Now we are. We seem to have picked up the momentum. We were pretty. We were even for most of though. So.
1: But yeah, so I, I guess the complaint. That I would have is I'd like to be able to take these take the monsters out on my own, but I do understand the need to have to ask for help, and um, I definitely need better armor. I'm just not sure how to go about that. Um, so that'll probably be another another conversation that we have off off air for something and but i've been having fun with it it's it's been fun you know i i just i love that feel like one of the delivery missions was to uh get a gajow skin the angry fishes yeah but i just love that feeling of jumping into the into the pool whilst throwing my hammer my uh my axe sword shield axe down and just like one shot in one of them and then i turn back around and i'm just like fuck you too blap you know that's that's fun now, and uh, like Gerald had said, with uh, with my current situation, if I'd had a copy of uh, Dynasty Warriors, that would be really good stress relief. It would. But I think Smite's uh, holding, it's hanging in there like Epstein uh, as a contender, because, uh, you know, we all know Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> But yeah, so, that's my thoughts on Monster Hunter World since I was playing it this week. I'll probably play it some more this coming week, and I'm dead again. Damn it. Comma Chameleon got me, so I didn't know we had Boy George in the in the game. So go ahead, Gerald, with your uh, Iceborne thoughts. I know I'm going to have to... Uh, get iceborne as well but i'll probably wait until i finish the vanilla before i spend the money on that
0: well i don't know how much it's gonna be but basically uh so the, the whole story and spoilers uh spoilers in five four spoilers three, two one so you've been warned you haven't gotten to Nerk gante now the entire no. first half of the game is getting uh oh i should probably go back to base. Um, Run. Well, actually, let me help <laughs> my team, and then we can go back to base. Uh, but, uh, the entire, uh...
1: You're saying Nergagante? Uh, oh, no, he... what, the? like, the first half is Zora Magdaros?
0: Well, the, the game follows, starts off with Zora Magdaros, or... It, like acts like it is um, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not really about Zora Magdaros it's about what's uh, happening currently and what's going on is that uh... oh crap I need to get out of here um, what's <laughs> actually happening is that uh... Uh, you're following Zora Magdaros right And Mm -hmm. uh, you think that the the whole the whole point of the story is that we kill these monsters to keep them from causing environmental problems, right? Because they're so powerful that they start to affect weather, they start to affect other animals. And Zora Magdaros is going leads us to the new world, and he's like he's an elder dragon, right? Like he is one of the 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 big ones um and you're uh you're following him and you come to understand that something else is going on it's not just Zora Magdurus, right something else is happening um right and so as you follow the story you uh uh, as you follow the story, you start finding signs that other, like, other Elder Dragons are being drawn. It, it feels like things are, like, monsters are being drawn to the new right? They're, uh, they are, uh, oh, I think we won. Do we win again? Yeah, I think we won. <laughs> Okay, that, that's that's nice. good because I I don't think I can get my thoughts ordered while trying to pay attention and not die. <laughs> um, so, get good, scrub. You're a new hunter, <laughs> well, all right? Multi multitasking is not my strong suit, um, but you are a new hunter. And uh-huh. you're going to the New World. Now, there have already been explorers to the New World. They're called, like, the First and Second and Third Fleets, right? So they've already been there. Right. And they've been mapping out, and you're following Zora Magdaros, which is uh, this titan-sized elder dragon. Like, it's basically an island. Um, yeah. Like,
1: and... do- doing the fight that I did... Like, you're literally running across his back. And I guess there's, like, flaming acne that you have to pop or something.
0: There's spikes.
1: Yeah, flaming acne.
0: Yeah, there's flaming acne. (laughs) (laughs) Just put Um, it that way. But as you follow Zora Magdaros, you start to realize... That other monsters like other elder dragons as well are also being are coming to the island and you get to the point where you realize they're being lured to the island something is drawing them in that's when you get introduced to Nergigante and Nergigante is the el- is the eater of elder he's an uh, elder dragon that eats other elder dragons he quick is inter- hmm? quick interjection yeah, uh, I'm going
2: to have to bow out. uh okay. I've got things I have to do this evening, so I just want to let you guys know that I am in fact bouncing out, and it's been wonderful joining you. Um, hopefully I can be here for the beginning and end of next week's podcast, but I wouldn't uh, wouldn't hold your
0: breath on it. Dude, it's not a problem at all. Pop in and out when you can. We enjoy have we enjoyed having you here. We enjoy having you here. So. You enjoy right. the rest of your day, and hopefully, we'll uh, you'll be back on the podcast next week as well. Uh, that's my that's my name.
2: Right, talk to you guys later. Right. All right. later, man. All right.
1: All right, just be careful with the snoo snoo,
2: man. Just be careful. <laughs> the snoo snoo is a real danger.
0: Um, but uh, you get to a point in Monster Hunter World in the story if you're paying attention. Um, and I say if you are paying attention, because I've played along people in the game who literally said that they just skipped everything, so they don't even know what's going on. <laughs> they don't even right. know what the so. And I am not gonna act like Monster Hunter World has some big, intricate, complex, amazing story. It, it, it's it's basic, but for what it is, is actually pretty interesting. Um, but you realize right. that all of these elder dragons, all of these monsters, are being in something is drawing them to this place and like I said earlier that's when Nergigante makes his appearance and you think the big thing is Nergigante like he, he he's an eater of elder dragons he, he must be causing something going on to draw an elder dragon so he can eat them um and mm. Nergigante's big thing is that he doesn't have an element like you have your fire elder dragon, you have your wind elder dragon, you have your uh, uh actually I think those are I don't think there's a, there's not an ice elder dragon until Iceborn. And Iceborn you get your ice elder right. dragon and then you have your lightning elder dragon which is uh Kirin. So, but Nergagante yeah. doesn't have an element. He's an elemental, he, he, he is a non elemental elder dragon. And what he has is he has hyper regeneration, he has uh, spikes that grow all over his body. That act as armor and a weapon because they grow at an accelerated rate and once they get to a certain point he can literally shoot them off of his body which gives him and I think I mentioned this before it, it literally gave him the nickname Black Arrow because when his spikes turn pure black mm. he can shoot them out Um, <clears throat> this allows him to ignore other Elder Dragons attacks and just constantly beat their face in until he kills and eats them So, but he is presented as this villain. He is presented as this force we have to constantly fight, constantly fight. Um, So you defeat Nergagante, and then you get to the point where you're like, oh, Nergagante, it wasn't Nergagante that was causing all of this. It was another creature. And that's when you get introduced to basically the boss of the first half of the game, which is Xeno which is an elder mm. dragon among elder uh, an elder dragon among elder dragons that is that has just been born. And I I really like the fight with Xenojiva because if you pay it now remember when you find Xenojiva, Xenojiva has just been born. It is a baby. So when you're fighting mm. it it even acts like a baby because it doesn't know how powerful it is. So sometimes it it, it it uh it'll do an attack uh it'll do an attack where it, it uh at, where it will stomp on the ground and explode the ground around it but it'll fall into the crater that it makes because it it, it doesn't realize yeah. how to use its own powers so i thought that I thought right. that, that kind of detail is so good. And like when I was talking earlier about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and Dragon Ball Super Heroes, the devil is in the details. So when you do little details like that, it's great. And when I, when I harp on how in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot they didn't change the auras to match the different characters, when you do something like that, anyone who knows about the Dragon Ball Z universe that kind of thing will break you out of the immersion. And the last thing you want to do in any kind of medium is break the person out of an immersion. You want them to be immersed in the world, and you want to keep them there. Right? So the devil right. will always be in the details. Um, and I think that I thought that was a great detail with Xeno So, you, you find Xeno it's just been born, you fight it. It's this super powerful elder dragon. Like, it is literally said that if it left the Elders Recesses where it was born, if we allowed it to leave, it would destroy the world. It has enough power to literally end all life on the planet. Um, yeah. Well, you defeat it and it and, and it's like, oh, we th- and, and, and Nergigante actually shows up and you end up killing it before Nergigante gets there. So he can't feed off of it. And so he just turns around. And he flies off and you're like, yeah, we thwarted Nergigante. We kept Nergigante from getting even more powerful because uh, and you know how in Monster Hunter World you have the uh, turf wars, right? Um, and the turf wars mm-hmm. for people who don't know is when two monsters meet each other, they will fight each other. And the more powerful monster will win. Well, Nergigante beats everything in the game. Like, if you watch him fight uh. another Elder Dragon, he literally grabs them by the throat, slams them into the ground, and throws them across the arena. He uh. he, he is he is the baddest thing on the block. Right? Um but he is so
1: a... basically. When you go to uh, Monster Hunter World Prison, he's the one you want to fuck up on the first day.
0: Yeah, he's the, he's the biggest baddest. So if you can mess him up, you're set. The problem is because he's the <laughs> biggest baddest, you might end up becoming his butt toy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they introduce um, uh, what's the elder dragon's name? There's Teostra. He's a fire elder dragon. Looks like a lion, and then they introduce his female counterpart, Lunastra, who's like a blue. She also is fire type. She looks like a lioness, and she's blue. They introduce her now. Nergigante beats Teostra hands down, but they try to introduce Lunastra as being an equal to Nergigante, but she isn't because they try to put her in as being his equal. But if she ever, if you ever, if he if she ever gets into a turf war with one on one, he wins. So what what they mm. do when they in, what they did when they introduced her is that nergigante is fighting Teostra and then Lunastra shows up and they 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 uh they uh what is it? They show a united front They they basically double team him And so he backs off and, and, and Runs away because the two Of them at the same time he can't deal with Because most elder dragons are solitary Right? But Teostra and Lunastra are different In the fact that they actually Pair together, they pair up Um You know, female and male Parts of the species Um, and that's the first Inst- that's the vanilla st- installment of the game. It's getting up to Xenogiva and defeating Xenogiva before Xenogiva gets out and can grow up and actually be unstoppable. <laughs> then you get into Iceborne right? And in Iceborne it's basically the same thing that's going on. There's a new land that's shown up and it's all covered in ice and frozen, and all these different monsters are being drawn to it. Elder dragons, monsters we've never seen before. Um and once again you find out that it's not as simple as their them all being drawn to that land cuz it's a new territory something is luring them in something's pulling them there now in the first installment xeno was what was luring them all in because the if if you're paying attention to the story the way the life cycle of of elder dragons works is once they get to a certain age they're so full of energy they go down into the uh, the Veil. They go down into the Rotten Veil, and when they mm-hmm. die there, that energy gets dispersed, and it goes up into other areas and creates a new nutrient-enriched environment for other monsters to grow and feed off of. They're a part of the natural cycle. So the cycle is an elder dragon such as, and I don't know if it's every elder dragon, but an elder dragon like Zora Magdras will be born. They will grow up, they will become full of energy and then they will go to the rotten veil to die disperse that energy and that promotes the growth of everything else right and that's the cycle of life for the mon- for monsters basically they they all basically do that the rotten veil is the monster graveyard every monster at the end of its lifespan goes to the rotten veil to die and it redisperses its nutrients into the rotten veil that goes up New, uh introduces those nutrients uh to every other space and promotes the growth of more monsters that's how that works so that's right. what Zin- so what Zeno-Jiva was doing is that it was circumventing the natural order by luring Zora Magdaros to it so that it could feed off of Zora Magdaros the entire intent of mm. Zenojiva was to lure Zora Magdaros to it so it could kill and Feed on Zora Magda, all of that energy Zora has had stored up which would have made it completely unstoppable. Now that's an important plot point because of what they bring because of the new information they give us in Iceborne because the same thing is happening you find out all these monsters are getting drawn to the new world you find out that all of a sudden no, they're being lured in by something and you think it's the new Elder Dragon Vel'Kana Because Vel'Kana is the new Ice Elder Dragon, and it's running around doing all this kind of weird stuff, and you fight it the first time, and you think you beat it, and then it looks like it powers up. Like, it it was absorbing the energy out of the Elder's Recess where you go, and it powers itself up. And you're like, well, why is it powering itself up? And then, lo and behold, Nergagante shows up but it's a new breed of uh Nergigante. I think it's called a uh, riot or rampage or disaster Nergigante. I I don't remember off the top of my head. I should have written this mm. down. I'm really bad about that. Uh, <laughs> but um so you think oh Nergigante is up to its old tricks again. Why is it a- why is it here what why is it around? Well, you find out well once again, it's not Nergigante that's causing the problem. It's another very powerful elder dragon. Um and I'm also forgetting the name again uh give me just a second let me look up the let me look up the name uh because i wanna I, I get this right uh uh let's see give me one moment
3: do 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 <laughs>
1: So I wonder for our our Twitch viewers. Shara right now I'm Ishwald. looking at the oh, Shara Isvald.
0: Shara Isvald is the elder dragon's name. Uh go ahead. Uh, I I can continue after. No, continue. I was
1: just saying I wonder hmm. I wonder what our uh, Twitch viewers are wondering cuz I'm looking at a at a it's called Hammerhead. I guess it's a shark with a a bladed hammer or something, yeah. but yeah. You know, the visual is just the uh, icing on the cake. It's the audio they should be worried about.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> okay. So, the elder dragon that's pulling all the strains is Shara Ishvalda. And so, you're fighting <clears throat> so what ends up happening is you're fighting off the new, the new subspecies of Nergigante and you beat it And it looks like Shara Ishvalda takes advantage of that and eats Nergagante. Like, it it looks like it ate it. And you're like, oh, it was waiting for us to do that. Um, And this is also Mm. an important point because it always seems like the monsters are much more intelligent than any of the characters in the game give them credit for. Because they do smart things, right? Uh, like right? waiting for an enemy to be weakened by something else before they attack it and eat it. Like things like that. So the uh so you get into a fight with Shara Isvalda and it starts off as this huge like rock monster, but it but you realize it's just encased itself in stone and sand. And it and it looks like it's controlling all of the sand and stuff around it but as you tear apart its armor and reveal what it really looks like and it looks like something out of a Lovecraftian horror um, mm. but you realize it's one of the
1: monsters of Rylea
0: gotcha uh, maybe when you see it for yourself maybe you'll understand what I'm saying but uh, you find out that it's not well a- when
1: you say Lovecraftian that's Rylea is where Lovecraftian horror comes from
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I I did not know that. Um, yeah, well,
1: I'm, I'm probably going to have to uh, get HP Lovecraft's collected works just to read it, just to see how insane it actually is, because everybody talks about Lovecraftian horror just being insane, and and the fact that Cthulhu is the the elder god that looks like an octopus and he just makes everybody insane. But there was this one thing I saw on Facebook where it's like this nerd kid summons Cthulhu and he's like, I am the elder god. Why did you summon me? And the kid's like, well, there's this girl in school and I like her and then the next frame is just Cthulhu staring at him, and then the next frame after that, Cthulhu's got a bow on his head, and he's like, okay, so I'm this girl. What are you going to do?
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> so I'm this girl. What are you going to do? Uh, we'll, yeah, come, was... we'll come back to this. Uh, I'm almost at the end of this explanation, so we'll come back to this. Um But as you're fighting Shara Ishvalda, you realize that it's not controlling the sand or the rock, that its power is actually sound. It actually can manipulate Mm. sound waves. So you defeat Mm. Shara Ishvalda, right? And when you defeat Shara Ishvalda, you think you've killed it, but you didn't. And it wakes back up and it's about to attack everybody though, why you should be afraid at this point, I don't know, because you already beat the crap out of it. It should be too weak to fight you. But it's about to attack you, and everybody's mm. scared, and they're like, oh crap, we're boned. And then Nergigante comes out of nowhere, smacks it down, bites into its neck, and feed off, feeds off of its energies. Then it just turns, looks at you, and then flies off. And
3: mm.
0: they make the comment that Nergigante it may not so it, it may uh they make the comment that Nurgante may be actually a part of the natural balance of the monster world. So you know mm-hmm. so the elder dragons like Zora Magdaros will go down to the Rotten Vale, die, give their energy to everything, but there are elder dragons like Xeno Jiva and Shara is Valda that uh disrupt that natural balance. They try to control it and contort it for their own gain. So how does nature go about correcting these anomalies, Nergagante. So Nergagante right. is actually the natural world's natural mechanism for fixing those problems. So hmm. Nergaigante goes from this nemesis to no—he's a—he's basically the hero of the story. He's the natural way that the world fixes when an anomaly like Xenojiva or Shara Isvalda pops up. He's the natural way of keeping the world from being destroyed by these creatures. Which then makes you go back and think, so that means every time we've gotten in Nergigante's way and attacked it, it, that means every time we've gotten in Nergigante's way, we've actually been disrupting the natural order of the entire world. And that also means that every time you kill a Nergigante, you're fucking up the natural order of the world! (laughs)
3: No <laughs> Oh,
1: this is why we have climate warming global change.
0: No. So what I was telling you in the last podcast how a villain becomes a protagonist and how the protagonists uh-huh. then become the villains is because Nergagante uh-huh. is the protagonist of the story. And as the villains, we keep killing Nur which stops them from doing their job, which completely throws the natural order of the entire world into chaos.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, we thought we were doing right. <laughs> <laughs> ah. it's
0: so it's so dope. And and remember I made a point of how the monsters always seem to be a little bit smarter the way uh-huh. that at least from my perspective, the way they do the fight with Nergagante and the way it eventually uh ends because Nurgagante had just fed. It was back at full strength. If it wanted to kill everyone there, it could have, right? But instead, it just right. kind of looks at us and goes thanks it, it, like I swear it nods in a way that says thanks for doing the heavy lifting bitches and then, and then flies off, <laughs> right? Which and and the way that they the way they show all the cutscenes and stuff It is obvious that Nergagante kind of threw the fight where you beat it so that it could wait for you to weaken Shara enough that it could just go in and kill it. It used you. That actually tells of an intelligence higher than just a beast. (laughs) Like that's an intelligence above that of a beast. It, It literally had a plan. It literally had a plan. (laughs) <laughs> so so no, that's why not the I, plan. I, that's ah. why I've been like no this is actually pretty interesting now because obviously and I'm not saying Nergaante is some IQ genius, right? Some IQ 1500 genius, but obviously it's not mm. just a beast. It's an it, it's intelligent. And that means every time we've ever gotten in its way or killed a Nergaante, we were being the assholes fucking everything up. And there's a speech mm. that one of the commanders gives, talking about how well, we humans are part of the, the natural order too, right? And, 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 we're, and everybody's mm. like, yeah, we're part of the natural order. We're, we're, we're a part of this now. And it's like, yeah, but you guys are fucking up the natural order, and the only reason the natural order is okay is because in the process of fucking up the natural order, we end up fixing it like by no but not intentionally we're like we go hey we have to stop these monsters from destroying everything but we're actually helping the main problem destroy everything so unintentionally we get around to going oh that was the real problem We may want to stop that And Nergagante this Mm. entire time was like God why are you apes Why are you hairless apes so stupid (laughs) Like This is the (laughs) second time this has happened And you haven't figured this out yet It's like (laughs) It's actually so Good when you think about it and start Theorizing on it it's so good Um, Oh Right but th- that's 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 my spiel for Monster Hunter World. Uh
1: Well, I can't wait to see that shit. Um also, you want to go ahead and try Paladins now?
0: Eh, yeah, we can try Paladins. Um I think it's fully downloaded and everything. I'm
1: Yeah, mine is, so I'm loading into that since we're just kind of just sitting there on the on the lobby screen for well, Smite.
0: Yeah, my bad. Uh, I a Q to, uh, I just, it is hard for me to pay attention to that and talk it's, about something. It's
1: fine. To... It's fine. You know, like like we keep telling critics, it's fine. You know, we you know we get it. Uh, let's see. And this is also high res I guess. Also made in Georgia. Because I see that Georgia Peach.
0: What while Georgia?
1: it's loading up. Oh uh, well Ansmite is oh. made in Georgia because like when I loaded it up it says high res studios and then I see the the peach symbol and it's like made in Georgia. Ah. So cool. Okay. Maybe we need to move to Georgia. <laughs>
0: Well, if they're willing to hire us on the team so so we can be the ones to be like, hey, the devil's in the detail, guys. You gotta clean this up. You gotta clean this up. Yeah, I will absolutely, if they, if they want to <laughs> pay me to advise them on the little things that they tend to overlook to make games better and make them more money and thus pay me more money, I'm all for that. <laughs> I am right? absolutely for being an advisor. Um,
1: and and I can advise them on how to make everything sexually inappropriate just by saying giggity <laughs>
0: hey, we'll we'll make that a toggle feature <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you, you just uh, you go to the settings and if you see a feature that says giggity and you toggle it on prepare to laugh your balls off
0: mm-hmm. prepare to in fact laugh your balls off
1: or you know, laugh your uterus out. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we don't discriminate. So I've decided to skip the tutorial.
0: I'm Social. Just glad you had the option of skipping the tutorial.
1: Well, you probably could have done that with Smite, anyways. But you know, since I I had downloaded it but never played it, or I played it but forgot. Mm-hmm. You know the. The tutorial was okay, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't see an option to not do the tutorial. It just literally took me right into it.
1: Ooh, this chick with the elf ears and one horn, and then one horn missing, could be waifu material. Although I think I need a safe room uh, <laughs> a safe to water. deal with her. no, no, a safe room like a panic room. (laughs) So like when, when it's her time of the month and like her eyes turn blood red, I'm just like, I love you, but I'll be back in a month. And then I just run over to the side of the house, slap the button, the door slides open. I dive in Indiana Jones style, get my flat cap before the door closes. And yeah, then it's all just like, cat girl porn and other stuff. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. She'll, you know, it'll, she'll get over it. And then, you know, she'll come tapping on the door. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it's like, it's okay. That's why I have the safe room. Yeah, that's why we put (laughs) these
0: precautions together. It's fine. (laughs) Like, just having an Have an automated voice system for uh, that. You just you hit an intercom button and you're just like initiate. Oh shit, that time of the month button. <laughs> that time of the month code.
1: code. It's like Alexa. It's like Alexa initiate ant flow.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, who the hell is this? Oh shit, they got Wukong
0: yeah he's just in just about everything I think he's in smite too if not I'm surprised but I think he's in smite as well
1: but they make him a child
0: in what way
1: like I'm looking at Wu Kong for paladins he's a kid <laughs> so I'm looking like it, it had the, the sexy one horned rage chick and we were talking about the safe room, and, and now I'm seeing this child with a grin on his face. And I, and then I look down and it says Wukong, and I'm like, oh shit, there's the Monkey King. But why is he a kid? Oh, featured in Battle Pass. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
1: okay, so at this point, um, was there anything else you wanted to say about Code Titties?
0: Uh, no, that's as far as I've gotten in the game. I'm still working on getting further in. I'm, I, I, this, <sighs> I, I hate that Souls games are mazes. Like, I have a terrible <laughs> sense of direction making that worse is is not good <laughs> for me personally uh-huh. other people might enjoy it but right? for me personally i have a terrible sense of direction and making it worse does not help so the place so, that i'm in right now so is... to
1: good well,
3: continue
0: well, the place that i'm in right now is just not conducive to me finding my way around um so i'm i i'm still huh trying to get to the boss
1: right so what I was going to say using a military joke is that Gerald is literally the first lieutenant with the map like we go this way men and then it's like sir that's a brick wall
0: oh is that why that is why isn't it labeled what, what's wrong with labeling things now? It's just a mass. It's just sitting there. I don't know what it is. I thought it was a hill.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, because any any enlisted man worth his salt tries to remember the land navigation part of basic. And, like, there's a thing where, like, you know, the drill sergeants would tell you, make a fist, the knuckles are a ridge, so like they're like you have a, a mountain ridge on your knuckles. Then there's the valleys, you know that that's going down the middle of your knuckles, down the gaps in your fingers. And I, well, I'm evidently not a a good soldier worth my salt because it's been 20 years since I've been to basic. But at least I remember Make a Fist, and that's like mountain geography that you can see for yourself. So like the ridge, and then each knuckle is a peak on the ridge, and this and that and the other thing. Well, evidently that lieutenant who's got his college degree in basket weaving Mm. uh, didn't take that class in land navigation, or he just breezed through it because... I don't know what the hell they do in Officer Candidate School, but evidently Land Nav is not part of it.
0: (laughs) I am not seeing Wukong. Where are you seeing Wukong?
1: I'm looking right at him. Hang on. All
0: right. I'm I'm going to take a picture. I don't see a Wukong.
1: I'm taking a picture, sending it to our Facebook chat.
0: What? Just tell me where you're seeing him at. <laughs>
1: On the main screen. On the main screen? Like, I'm, I'm at the main screen where you have Play, Champions, Battle Pass, mm-hmm. Store, blah, 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 blah. I'm seeing him right here.
0: Is it maybe a skin I mean, for another character?
1: No, it says okay. Wukong featured in the Battle Pass Press X view now. Hmm. I'd rather look at the scary one horn chick because, I don't know, I think... Excuse me. Xbox is trying to say maybe I'm a uh, a pedo or something. Uh, No. No. No, go away with that shit. (laughs) And he's got golden eyes too.
0: I'm pretty sure that's a skin for another character. Ash!
1: but it says Wukong. Oh,
0: right, Wukong epic skin.
1: Yeah, could be, whatever.
0: So I'm pretty sure that's a skin for a diff for another character. Uh Willow. Because he should still show up in the champion screen. Uh so what character is it for?
3: Hmm. Brooke, uh...
1: Talis. I have no idea, but how do we uh, interact with this so we can play?
0: Let me uh, get you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I think I'm seeing the uh, the female intro furry here in Tiberius. Uh, Search player.
0: There you
3: are.
1: There I am.
0: Says I sent a request.
1: Yes, accept. And invited you to. Go. And accept invite. I'll send you a gift. To uh, maybe I won't
3: because <laughs> that cost
1: cost stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. Oh, here, let me... Yeah, that's the Wukong skin for the champion, Talos.
3: Talos?
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Death Goddess is definitely waifu material, though. Although I might, uh... I might let you take her, because she reminds me of Erd.
0: Well, clones. We'll we'll, we'll clone them all. Everyone gets a set.
1: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes.
0: All right, hitting.
1: Play. So, so I'm mean. now, I'm now looking at the chart that uh, Critch sent, said he was going to send, mm-hmm. and is that? I'm hearing another person. Are you back in here, Crit?
0: Did he leave himself in the chat?
1: He didn't, but I'm hearing someone else clear their throat.
0: No, that was me. Oh, okay. I just cleared my throat. <laughs> okay, so I assume a team deathmatch is probably just the best thing to do here.
3: Mm.
1: Well, you know we're we're kind of uh, pantsing right now to use one of my favorite writer terms because well, we pretty much talked about everything I've uh, jotted down for this episode.
0: Well, that's well, if we're at the end of the podcast, we're at the end of the podcast. So you want to go ahead and do final thoughts and wrap it up then?
1: Yes, we can do that because when I checked the, uh, cause I, I have, uh, I have our podcast Twitch on my phone. So when you made it go live, I can look at the dashboard and we're, at about three hours now, yeah. so
0: yes, that's a good. I yes, mean,
1: final yeah. thoughts is okay.
0: Yeah, that's not a big deal. Uh, Smite, uh, is about as I remember it. It's it's I feel like it's it's like a lot of MOBAs because uh I feel I think about Smite the same way I feel about League of Legends. Um, fun when you have friends to play with. Not so much when you're doing it yourself. Just kind of turns into a. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Monster Hunter World continues to be one of my favorite games of all time. Um, Better than Notch. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, sorry. I, I I was not going to do that because I know I've been annoying with that because I've been doing it like every chance I get. Um, but uh, uh, code, uh, cold breasts is rapidly becoming Titties. a really interesting. Well, well, right, but I'm trying not to say that. So or or are you just saying it for posterity? Yes. <laughs> um but uh yes. that's uh rapidly becoming a favorite game of mine. Um,
3: mm.
1: uh, oh, and I'm I'm thinking about this now too, mm-hmm. and we can probably talk about it on a on the bonus episode, but uh <sighs> why? Why do they? Why do they have to make our our favorite games so exponentially difficult? I mean, yes, we dropped two bombs on them, but seriously, that was like seventy years ago.
0: Oh, is this the uh, the 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 thing that uh, that they uh, is this the thing where Japan put like like? <laughs> Like pot shots <laughs> in on America in their games mm. for the uh, for the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombing,
3: mm. yeah, mm. And,
0: and and like not to be insensitive about it, but I I remember us talking about this, and I was like, that's kind of like Japan going. Remember that time we did something stupid and you punished us for it? Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I do believe that. At, That America uh, overreacted Like we we really Really did overreact We took out we dropped two bombs Like they blew up Pearl Harbor and that was terrible So dropping one Bomb would have been enough In retaliation but we dropped Two like we And And it
1: And it's not It's not even just that Um So because I was a cadet in the Civil Air Patrol, which during that time, the Civil Air Patrol was and is still an auxiliary of the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will give a shout out to Stuff They Don't Want You To Know podcast, because they did an episode about the Civil Air Patrol. Mm -hmm. They got a lot of stuff wrong.
0: Quick interruption. if we're going to do yes. if we're going to go into in if we're going to go in depth with this talk, you want to go ahead and just uh it's got it at random or we can pick a specific thing to do. You want to just join a queue and see what we get? Sure. Okay. Continue.
1: Why not? But uh you know, we as as a cadet, I was Dude, I was sure. told that That's we nice. That the Civil Air Patrol had a confirmed Customized. kill. A so like this is this is like a Cessna um you know flying with with a with a jerry rigged depth charge. So anyone who doesn't think that you know, I'll go ahead and take Cassie because you know I'm I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Um ooh, she is hot though, and she's got a bow gun and a, uh, a oh god those titties are anyways sorry yeah yeah um... again, yeah focus <laughs> focus well you know you know how it goes i see titties and i lose focus anyways Dude, but yeah so how
0: are how is your head just not constantly buried in Christy's chest i i don't understand
1: <laughs> well first off she's in the First off, she's in the hospital. Uh, secondly, I've tried to do that, and she's told me to stop.
0: Ah, gotcha. That, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but that's what I was looking Five, for. Uh, four, give me just a three, moment. Two, one.
1: Hmm. I actually think I might like the this. This has cards do. in it and stuff, too. Ugh. Oh, snap. Holy shit, your titties are just as big as mine.
3: Ah! No!
1: Yeah, sorry, I was looking at your titties as well, and your titties are nice. Well, I guess we're running towards this... Eh, well, you know, that's... And going back to that, like... Like, Neko is the, uh... Is the... Otaku term for it is the is the chick with nice titties, nice ass, tail and ears. And then after that, that's the line. That's when you go furry. Right. At
0: what point do you But yeah. <laughs> oh, I got
1: exploded. I got exploded too. Don't worry. But, yeah, so what were we talking about again? I just saw titties, and I just lost all
0: train of thought. <laughs> uh, you were talking about the Hiroshima Nagasaki thing, and in yeah, 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 uh... yeah,
1: yeah, 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 so... I think it was either before... It had to have been before, so... As, as a cadet in the Civil Air Patrol, we learn about a lot of Air Force history, and uh, if you remember the movie Pearl Harbor, the, the character that Alec Baldwin played, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my, my Civil Air Patrol brethren a, a disservice by not remembering. I want to say it was Doolittle. He led a bombing raid. So this is World War II era bombers going off a World War II era aircraft carrier. And they did a precision bombing strike in the heart of Japan. And again, I don't remember if that was before or... Ooh, I killed somebody. Yay! I did something. Um, I don't know if that was before or after the bombs. Fat Man and Little Boy were their names. Mm -hmm. And I do believe Enola Gay was one of the bombers that carried one of the nukes to drop. I do believe. I'm not entirely certain because I...
0: I should not have gotten myself surrounded. Continue,
1: yeah well I'm yeah it's fine I, I killed one of them but I got killed by the other two but uh you know I'm It it's the weekend it's sadly the last day of the weekend so this is when I do my heaviest imbibing especially trying to get ready for the next week and especially considering what's going on in, in my life at this point yeah I'm, I'm double dipping, put it that way. So if I if I'm not correct, uh, listeners, uh, please do correct me. Just just use the caveat that I am uh, I'm drunk right now. So yeah, but anyways, so going up, going taking that. Crazy train back on the rails with the uh with the kind of inside joke that we had that you know yeah we dropped two bombs on them and maybe we shouldn't have dropped two, but that doesn't mean you make your friggin' RPGs that goddamn difficult. <laughs> Am I correct in that?
0: Uh it's it, in all honesty. Very, it's a very petty thing um uh, it, it's petty well around. that's not what you said yesterday well no i said the same thing i said yesterday all they're really doing is reminding us of when they did something they shouldn't have done and then we smack them down for it did we overreact yeah probably but it was still the correct response you, you, you don't <laughs> blow up our troops and then and then get mad when we blow up half your country I mean, like, mm. unfortunately, like, one wrong, two wrongs don't make a right. Don't, don't get me wrong. And I say that all the time. But if someone were to, uh <laughs> if, if someone were to like kill a family member of mine, I would absolutely Victoria. not even, I, I would not lose sleep over it, completely wiping out a bloodline.
3: <laughs>
0: like, wouldn't even. Right. Lose a wink I of would. Sleep. Um, I would go
1: to sleep
0: happy. Now, the difference is I'm not going to make what I did seem like some noble act. It wasn't. It was retaliatory. It was retaliatory. It was vengeance. And it's still murder. I'm still a bad person for doing it. But I I acknowledge that and I take that sin on fully knowing that. The problem is usually when people go for an eye for an eye, they feel like they're justified. You're not you you're a murderer that simple as that um so i fully stand by the fact that we still took the correct action i just looking back on it it goes well we might have overreacted dropping dropping any of the bombs like we could have gone and blown up something smaller we may have overreacted but at the time it was mm. the appropriate response um
1: who was This is where one of those questions I would
0: ask. Who was the president at the time?
1: Was it FDR?
0: Oh, I don't know. Uh, It might have been FDR. FDR sounds right.
1: Yeah, well, he... Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, And... mm, uh, I'll wait for the bonus episode to go into that. Remind me. To go into... uh, into fdr actually i'll I'll yeah. jot that down on my uh, notebook hang to. on a second but like a, a lot of uh, a lot of dems like to tout fdr as the end all be all of democratic presidents but he did bad bad things that they gloss over
0: there aren't any presidents that haven't done bad, bad things that they don't that they don't gloss over. I think except for maybe Nixon. Like, when you really... really no, 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 no. Oh, did he do no, some no, stuff no, no, I don't no. know about? Oh, okay. oh he, yeah. He did some stuff I don't know about? Okay. I was oh, looking yeah. into the biggest thing, which was the whole I'm not a crook thing, and it turns out that wasn't as bad as it was made to seem. Um,
1: well, it probably wasn't, but... Um... So I will say this. I do have a favorite Democratic president. His name is John F. Kennedy.
0: Well, yeah. Can't, he's, except, yeah, yeah, Kennedy. Kennedy was pretty on the straight and narrow. Which is why they killed yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> which is exactly yeah. why they killed him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, his uh his extramarital stuff aside he was a veteran, so you know, that, that ticks that box for me. He said we were going to go to the moon and do the other things. That ticks a box for me. And, um, you know, he was he was killed before you know, the NASA space program actually landed us on the moon, but he started it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure more hardcore political people could, uh, chastise me because, well, what about Teddy Kennedy and Chappaquiddick and and this and this and this and this, and like the Kennedy family was, they, they're like old money, um old politics like you could to use to use a trump term the kennedys post john or jack as he liked to be called post jack or mm-hmm. swamp
0: okay well We'll go further into detail on this and one of the behind the scenes of the next podcast. but Yeah,
1: bonus episode.
0: Yeah, uh, but in closing um, said all that, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, for anyone who might be interested in getting it, who hasn't gotten it yet, I don't feel it's a $60 game. I feel like it should have been a $40 game. <laughs> um, and I feel like you should right. wait until it's on sale before you get it. Yeah. Um, uh, and outside of that, yeah, Monster Hunter World still crushing it. Uh, Code uh, Code Breast is becoming one of my uh, favorite games. Titties. Uh, Dragon Ball Heroes. Also, if you don't have it and you're interested in getting it, I wait for it to go on sale. It's not a sixty dollars game. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, I, and, I I don't. And
1: when and when you were doing that talk, I actually went on my. On my Kindle and was looking up, looking it up. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, since I'm a little under the influence, I, I was trying to find it, but I couldn't find it. But then I found it, and yeah, yeah, it's on Switch, computer, probably PlayStation, probably. I don't know if it's on Xbox or not, but I don't know. I'm. I know I'm not gonna play it because well, you said it was shitty. <laughs>
0: Well, they made it a problem. They they the way they built their mechanics around the CI system is what really hurts it and the fact that a lot of people will decide that a game is worth sixty dollars just because it's pretty. That is not the case. That has never been the case. It will never be the case. A pretty game does not a sixty dollar game make. A $60 game is Devil May Cry 5 A $60 game is Nier Automata A $60 game is Witcher 3 A $60 game is Monster Hunter World Those are $60 yeah. games Because they're worth every dime Dragon Ball Z Kakarot And Super Dragon Ball Heroes Are not $60 games They are not worth $60 I could see 40 bucks Because of production value But not 60 um yeah uh because you can have fun with them but just when you look at all the missed opportunities when you realize that really it's just pretty and there's not much substance there and 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 there will always be people who promote it i'm trying to look at it from an objective standpoint because i was really excited for both of these games right so I'm trying to be uh-huh. very objective because Dragon Ball is my favorite franchise. I love it. I want it to be better. So I'm trying to be objective about it, but I can't in good conscience go, oh yeah, pay $60, go out and get this game. Now, No, neither of them are go out and get day ones. They're just not. Um, right. Do I think they're good games? And there, yeah. there's
1: been, and and I'm sorry to take it away again, yeah. but there's been very few Sixty dollar games for me. I can count on one hand the sixty dollar games, and of course, Destiny, and I think Destiny. No, Destiny and Division. I think I did pay full price for those. Haven't touched Division in forever in a day. Uh, Titanfall is also a good one but that's xbox side cuz that's what i play as and eh, continue
0: yeah but that the those are my final thoughts on it um like i said dragon ball z kakarot and super dragon ball heroes good games not $60 titles don't pay $60 for them wait for them to go on sale <laughs> um monster hunter world still continues to prove it's worth every dime uh Code Indeed. Breast is proving that it was worth every dime, and I got it on sale. But it's proving it was worth every dime, and I, I probably should have bought it at sixty just to promote the developers, because I think they have done a, uh, I think they've done a pretty good job. Um, the only issues I've run into with Code Breast is the same issues you run into with any uh, of the Souls games, like just the some the way. Uh, the way enemy characters will track you and things like that the the maze like the maze like environments so on and so forth but outside of that it's it's been good all the way through i i I've, I've never played it and been bored even when i was grinding and that's saying something even when i'm grinding mm-hmm. out levels i've never played the, i haven't played this game yet and been bored with it right. that's saying a lot Especially for me, because I don't think on this podcast or at any point in time I've ever talked about a game where I didn't get bored at some point with the grind. Even Monster Hunter World I put down for a while because all I was doing yeah. was grinding out stuff.
1: Yeah, and, and then, like, on one of our
0: podcasts you were like, oh, the Dauntless grind.
3: Uh.
0: <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I understand the plight of developers. It, it is their job to make games fun. To Even if you have to put the grind in. Because there are some games you have to have the grind. I understand uh-huh. how difficult it is to make the grind interesting and fun. But the problem is there <laughs> are games that have done it. So... You have these developers, you have get examples of games who have made the grind f- interesting and enjoyable for the majority of their players, and they don't take cues from that to improve upon that system, and it's like, well, why aren't you doing that? You should be improving hmm. upon that system. DMC5 is a really good example of a game that the grind is made fun because it's built in the vein of a, it's basically built in the same vein as a fighting game. There are so many different patterns and combos you can do with all the different skills and abilities. It's fun to just beat up enemies, which is what you're doing 90% of the mm. time. It has an. In- Wait, hang on. Keep talking, but I'm,
1: I'm coming over to my, uh, my space over here where I have a, a game I would like to mention.
0: Oh well that's it. it It's just that DMC5 Has such an in-depth combat system It makes it fun to explore And do and utilize it And to play it And, that's, and since you're doing that 90% of the time That's the game and, it, and since that's the game The game is also in-depth And enjoyable to play it, it, and, and it's that simple why isn't every developer looking at that kind of system and going, how do we apply it to this game and how do we improve upon it so that the majority of our players' experience is an enjoyable one? And I get that it can be difficult, but that's your job. So when you are given something that has proven to be to work, take that, apply it to what you have, and then try to improve it even more but these developers don't do that they, they they decide they want to do their own thing and they end up causing issues like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot or Super Dragon Ball Heroes where the thing you're doing the most is literally the thing you get tired of doing the most <laughs> but go ahead
1: well I'm still looking for it
0: and
1: um, haven't found it yet.
0: Do you remember anything about it? Is it a game that I know?
1: It's a, it's a, a PSP game.
0: Oh, well, probably not then.
1: Yeah, and uh, it was like the thing that really got me about it was the the one NPC character you meet Tells you it takes ten thousand hours to learn this. X thousand amount of hours to learn that. And it's a fighting game. And I'm looking through all my PSP discs and I don't see it. Lex. Let me check again. Lex. I know it's not Adventures Lex. to Go. It's not Force.
2: Of
1: course, I unleashed one because I have that. Lex. It's not Need for Speed Carbon. And it's not Ratchet Lex. and Clank. I know I have this goddamn game. I played it like four years ago. Uh, maybe I downloaded it or something but it it's a it's a game where you have to when you're when you're yes. setting up your fighting style you have yes. sections of a scroll and yes. like you could have multiple sections of scrolls like and it's all in like it's you know this section you you swing your sword this way the next section, you swing your sword that way. Saris. And it was a it was a fucking awesome game. Saris. And I'm going to be pissed if I got rid of it, because it was a really good game. There's like Kingdom of... Well, if I say Kingdom of Heaven, that was Saris. a movie, but... I don't know, I'd have to look at it again. But yeah, so... Is that your final thoughts?
0: Yep, I'm done.
1: Alright, so my final thoughts. Uh, White Wizard needs to get their shit together and get my shit to me that I pay good money for. Uh, still loving Star Realms. I'm going to have to find some people to play Hero Realms with. And I'm still waiting so I can tell Gerald that Epic is good or not, but I've already... Divulged that there's not really the whole mana cost that was the big issue with magic. And considering that White Wizard is founded by two pro magic players, I'm guessing that's their take. Like, you know what? I'm tired of like all this, you know, draft sealed where, you know, I get these really great cards, but then, you know, I don't have the stuff to. Pay to play them, so it's just everybody gets to do it. Victor. So I guess in that case, it's like Oprah took Magic by the deck and was like, "You get this, you get this, you get everybody gets this." So I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting for this deck to get to me so I can look at them, I can read the rules, and I can Victor. set up a game that I'll play myself against myself and see how it works, and then I'll report back to Gerald, and if I get this shit this week, I'll talk about it on the next
3: podcast.
0: Hmm. Okay, then. Hopefully it'll come in. Hopefully it comes in this weekend.
1: Well, Hopefully, if it doesn't, I'm going to have to uh, have to beat a Friggin baby puppy and a kitten with a ch- like a newborn baby or something, but that's just me being aggro. <laughs> no I'm gonna right. use the hammer of the emperor and fuck you in the face if I don't get it yet of course <laughs> i I don't mean mean that, but you know
0: what I mean. Come it's, on now that... <sighs> <laughs> all right. So thank you, everybody, for coming and listening with us again. Uh, If you're new, thank you for also giving us your time. Please tell your friends. Have them come around. Maybe they'll also enjoy us, and you continue having a good day and hope your next week is also good, if not better.
1: Yes, yes, yes. We definitely hope that. And I'm sorry if I scared some people, but, you know, that's kind of how I roll. Uh, But, yes, you know. Have a good rest of the day. Have a good rest of the weekend. Hopefully your week is better than what I'm thinking my week's going to be. We'll see. And tune in next week for more shenanigans and goings on.
0: Take care, everybody. Cut.